Hi. The Common Man and T-Bone podcast is brought to you by Care Heating and Cooling. Cold or sweaty is no way to go through life. Call my guys at Care Heating and Cooling for all your heating and cooling needs. Call 1-800-COOLING when you need a company you can trust. And stay tuned after the podcast for special bonus content from past shows. Lizard cream is the easiest way to tell if your loved ones have turned into a shape-shifting lizard person. Bye. Welcome to the the dumbest part part of your day. This is Common Man and T-Bone. And I'm going to just rip a hemi. Like, I'm going to have a hemorrhoid problem then for two weeks because of this crap that I'm going to take later. <laughs> I've never All right. heard the term rip a hemi. Rip a hemi. You got a hemi in that thing? Oh, Hell yeah, brother. I, I got one. Hell yeah, brother. <laughs> rip a hemi. Featuring Panama Ted. Shut up, Ted! Five minute delays with Leanna Ray. You guys like Bjork? And random sounds from the internet. Yes, sir! Free Shavaka do! You want a shot? The guy is drunk! Watch your profanity. Would you not eat my pants? Ah! This is Man and Bone. <laughs> Happy Monday. Welcome in. Hello, Bone. Hello, man. We've got a big show today. The segment that's not a segment, yikes, mm-hmm. is at 4.34. We have Jason's Beef. No. Mm-mm-mm. Jason's Beef. Jack and Dick. No. <laughs> not that one either. That is at 5.34 with our buddy Jason Stark. We have many things to talk about with him. Oh, I'd guess we do. Some eventful things. Uh, how how many uh, segments should we leave for his Miguel Cabrera discussion? Because I believe he's going to have a few things to say about, rightfully so, a guy who has 3,000 hits. But we can get into all that when we talk to him. Uh, Reds finally got a victory over the weekend, Teddy. Congratulations. Your red legs have improved to 3 and yeah, 13. Right. But they won yesterday, going for two in a row. They're off today. Here we go. Playoffs. Tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> Playoffs. Playoffs. Print the shirts. Here we go. Did you happen to see Joey Votto over the weekend? The little uh, Twitter thing he left out there? No. About about going through a struggle. Like going through like him a slump. Him or the team? No, him. Okay. He tweeted this out. What is today? Yeah, Today's today, Monday. Today, he tweeted this out yesterday. The experience of being in a batting slump is that it feels like a labyrinth. One feels trapped, alone, and disoriented. When you finally get out, you're relieved. And can't believe how easy it was to find the exit. Unfortunately, that exit eventually leads to another labyrinth. That's deep, baby. I mean, that's poetic. It is poetic. You know what, though? That's baseball. It is exactly baseball, Where is it not? You've got look at Joey Votto. Joey Votto is an all-timer. You know, I know some people already have him in the Hall of Fame. Whatever. But he's a guy who has figured out how to hit. At the major league level. Yeah, I just have never seen Ted rip his shirt so quickly. He well, just yeah. ripped his shirt, and he's, right. now he's wiping... I don't know what substance that is, but he's wiping it all over his My body. He's coming is, in here to fight you. For over a decade, Joey Votto has shown at the major league level he can hit. And yet, when he is in a slump, it looks like he's he's never played baseball before. He is switching up the batting stance. He's yeah. trying other things. This is a guy that should have a proven, effective formula for how to hit major league pitching. But when he's in it, he is in it. Yeah, it's it's tough, man. And and that's one of the difficult things about any sport that you appreciate, I think, as you watch a certain sport and you dive into the nuances. A guy like Joey Votto, not that Reds fans appreciate him going through a slump, 
But the fact that when someone is having those great moments, it makes you realize just how valuable that is and how how hard that is to do, right? When you see the type of seasons that we've seen him have in the past where he's been on fire, it it makes you appreciate them more. The more times you watch big-time players struggle, you appreciate it when they finally show up and do the thing. The fans' very own Timmy Hall is going through it right now with ping pong. (laughs) A couple weeks back, he could do no wrong. He was kicking the crap out of me every single day. Every single shot that he hit, it was effortless. With force, with emotion, hitting the corners of the table. I had no chance. He was on cloud nine. Yeah. and now I don't has- think he's won a game now in two and a half weeks. And he just said to me out there, I may never win again. And I said, well, of course that's not going to be the case. You're going to, something's going to click. Mm. Back in gear. Yeah. He's going to kick my ass again. But in his brain right now, he's never going to win again. I have talked to guys who have been in big hitting slumps. In their brain, they wonder if they'll ever get a hit again. Now, of course, that's ridiculous for a guy like Joey Votto. Yeah, I, I know that. But it also makes you, at least makes me appreciate if a guy like Joey Votto can describe it that way. Think about I mean, that's a guy who's had a lot of success in his career, and that's his description of it. Think about how like other guys who maybe are newer in their careers, maybe have not played as much baseball, they go through it. They probably are feeling the same thing. They don't know how to put it into words. Robin Ventura, your guy. Oh, yeah. Mets player, longtime White Sox player, White Sox manager. We talk about Joey Votto being in it right now, but can you imagine starting your career in it? Right. Robin Ventura started his professional baseball career at the major league level. In an 0 for 41 slump. Yikes. Think about that for a second. And he bounced back and had a career that spanned over a decade. But imagine how many guys that would absolutely destroy. Well, it makes you wonder. Not that that baseball wasn't popular back then, because obviously it was. But imagine if he had also all of social media to do what social media does now when you go through a slump, right? Where... Three games in, you've got people saying, I think this guy's terrible. And in his case, it would be, what a waste. What I can't believe that everybody thought this First guy was going to be He was going to be the next yeah. big thing. He's, He's terrible. A bust. He sucks. Everyone, like, if, if you had social media back then, it, I wonder if it turns out different for him. Or if he would have just popped past it anyway and been fine. Who knows? But, yeah, I did see uh, Brandon Seho, who is the, going back to the Reds, just as the team, not just Joey Votto. Brandon Seho is the local TV announcer who did the interview with Phil Castellini on the field where he was like, uh, you know, if you want to clarify that and Castellini's like, clarify what? Where are you going to go? Yeah. And he just drinks another <laughs> shot of chug, gin. Chugged another one. <laughs> anyway, he has been tweeting every time the Reds lose. He's been sending out a picture from that interview and saying the Reds have now lost X number of games since Phil Castellini told the fans, be careful what you ask for or where are you going to go? He always picks a different quote and blah, 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 blah. So now that they've won this game, he came on and said, for the first time since Phil Castellini told fans, be careful what you ask for on opening day, the Reds have won a game after 11 straight losses. This will be the end of the losing streak Twitter updates. And I heard Uncle Bo talking about this on uh, his show, Bishop and Friends, now 9 to noon, right here on The Fan. It was always 9 to noon. No, now it's 9 to noon with Bishop and Friends. Okay. New time, I mean, new the, hosts. The Friends were there no, before. It's new. it's new. It's all new. All right. It's a brand new show. <laughs> it's a brand new show. Anyway, they were talking, though, about how what's the end game for this Brandon Seho guy? I don't know. I think it's great for him, right? We talk, we're talk. we talking about him right now. But also, 
Don't you think a lot of fans in Cincinnati appreciate the local news guy being like, hey, this owner yeah, sucks, no, I think they, they appreciate it. They probably would have taken it a little bit more seriously if he didn't crap his pants during that initial interview. Yeah, You know, maybe. where he's like, oh, excuse me, Mr. Castellini, you had some cup. You could actually hear him pooing himself asking well, the question. I know. But now, I, if he would have stuck out his chest and say, hey, dumbass. <laughs> Get your head out of the tanning bed well, long enough to realize you put your foot in your mouth earlier today. What do you have to say to the fans if, out there? If he was a more, I don't know how old the guy is. He doesn't look like he's that old. Like maybe if he was a no, more senior a member of the guy. media. Maybe he was a more senior member of the media. He walks in there and is like, hey, how you doing, Casto? Let's go. <laughs> How's it going? How's the hang? Like it just starts saying that to the guy who owns the Reds or kind of owns the now, Reds. Now he owns the Reds. Well, him and his dad. Uh, Guardians get swept out by the Yankees, get things thrown at them in the process this weekend. That was that was a bit of a thing. Yeah, that was a thing. You know, Yankees had to beef up security yesterday. Look, man, I take pride in fan bases that heckle opposing players up to a certain point that really give it to you where opposing teams have to really think about what's going to be thrown at them verbally when they walk into a stadium. Right. Yeah. You don't throw things on the field. Ever. That's a line that you don't cross. Yeah, that's... No, uh, listen. Not just you don't throw things on the field, but let's also contextualize what all was going on here, right? Where you have a player running face first into the fence, trying to make a play. Getting up then and looking like he's kind of wobbly on his feet as he tries to throw the ball back into the infield because it's a live ball and they're trying, you know... Guardians are trying to keep this game, you know, in the lead, trying to stay in the lead. If he makes that play and catches it, game's over. Instead, this happens. They throw the ball in, run scores, etc. You have the fans then. You're positive. You just went up or tied the game, right? No, they go ahead. Oh, what's going on? Okay, right. So then you're in a spot where pretty much the fans should be excited, happy. They are excited. They're so excited. They're going to throw things. At the opposing players. I'm not justifying any of this because it's all bad, right? But you can understand a little bit when like a call goes against your team and then people lose their minds. All right. Some idiots are going to do bad things when they lose their minds. In this case, it's positive and you're all like acting like this. That's what I don't that's what I didn't understand about that. The initial thing that caused the whole rift where some of the Guardians players trying to go up in the stands is because they're yelling at a guy who's clearly injured and hurt and they're like cheering for it they're mocking that guy for getting injured like i don't understand why that was done at first and then when you win the game you're throwing stuff at the players like that also makes no sense right some of this is a collection of yankee fans just had a bad day all right they just were overserved, had too much were enjoying themselves too much had a bad day i'm not going to generalize all yankee fans by that group of people that's fair however i said this last year i'll say it again we need to be house trained again. You know, for a lot of us, we did not do a lot of things in society. We stayed in our houses when the authorities told us to stay in our houses. And then when we get back out and the masks are off and everything's over, now we just pee on the carpet again because we still think we're outside. Well, we need to be house trained. It's almost like what you're saying is right, but I think the term is a little misleading because it's like we were in our houses or a lot of people were well, not yes, doing a, You know what but, I mean. No, but my point is like I think a lot of people got comfortable in their houses acting like you do at home 
And they never went out. They never socialized. Or if they did socialize, yeah, and they it was think very the same limited. behavior is still appropriate. It's right. not. You're, you're with you're people like, now. Your gauge is off because you've had two years more or less of no socializing, and suddenly now everyone's getting back into it. Even though for some it's you know never stopped, and for some people it's been like a year or more they've been doing that. Anyway, that and the fact that people are terrible. People are terrible. That too, they've yes. always been terrible. There's always been incidents at sporting events where. Fans are running on the stand in, in the field and people are throwing things. This has always happened. This is not a 2022 problem. But you know what? I'll, I'll like you brought up earlier. We're, we're bringing up like, why did maybe some of those people do those things? The real answer is there's just some like scumbag, trashy people in yeah, the world. And there's nothing that's going to fix that. If you're going to scream at a player who's injured and mock them, I think you're trash. If you're going to throw things at anyone, I think that's trashy to do. But if you're doing it, especially after your team wins, you're like, yeah, F you losers, and you throw yes. something at someone, that makes you extra trash, in my opinion. Uh, various reports about Baker today. We'll chat about it next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for slowdowns on I-70 eastbound after James Road. An accident on that side. Please be very cautious as traffic begins to build. About a 15 to 20 minute slowdown is expected. Traffic report is sponsored by Indeed.com. Need to hire? Need Indeed. Their hiring platform makes it easy to attract, interview, and hire candidates in one place. Sponsor a job and immediately get a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. The podcast is brought to you by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. I end every commercial the same way, telling you to hire care when you need a company you can trust. It's not just a slogan. It's the Care Creed with arms wide open. The way they live their life and the way they strive to be remembered by you, the customer, at the end of every interaction with Care. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. Like a sports drink, but for that part of you that's thirsty for fart jokes. Back to Man and Bone. Explain something to me. Okay. Because I'm very stupid. I'll do what I can. All right, so the Guardians played a game in the Bronx yesterday. Yeah. Tonight, they have a game in Anaheim. Mm-hmm. That's a cross-country flight. Yeah. Wait, without a day off there. Yeah. Explain that one to me. I don't know what the answer is. Is there, is that because, were they, are they compressing? I mean, how much did you miss of baseball? Like a week? Like of what no, they wanted to do to compress not, all these games in? Is no. that, they is that just one of the off the, days they were compressing? They I don't scheduled know. a couple double headers, but I'm just saying there should be something on the books. Yeah. You can't take a cross country flight and not have a day off. That's about as far as you could possibly go. Yeah. New York. Without having a day off. Outside, I mean, maybe Boston's a little further away. Yeah, that, that's ridiculous. What a what a weird thing. Why I don't know why they do that. Various reports about Baker today. I saw one that said a, said a trade is coming soon, and okay. that the Browns will be eating some of the contract when they do trade him. No team was specifically named, but just reading the tea leaves, a trade is coming soon. What a report that is, because the draft is coming this week. He's I, not going to be on your roster. Well, I wouldn't think so. I mean, I don't I don't know I don't know if there's going to be a better time to trade him than right now cuz that right once the draft happens then all these teams I guess maybe the argument you miss be, out on the quarterback that you wanted. Cuz then that was the well, other report that he's not likely to be moved before the first round of the draft. That was the other one that I saw. Yeah, but I'm saying if you let it get to like the second and third round, then at that point it's like, well, could we just take 
the free guy who's going to be bad, the free, the very cheap rookie quarterback who might also just not be what we're looking for, but he can give us some competition at that position. Because I'm guessing any team that's going to do this right now already has an option in place, right? They have a guy. Like, Sam Darnold is a human who can throw a football. He's not a great option. He is a but he's human a, being. Well, I'm saying, so if they're looking at it going, we don't know if Baker's going to be a lot better than him in practice because he might he might get hurt. Like, sure, in theory, he's great. But once we put him out in these games, he may get hurt again. He may get all, you know, mad about something around the facility and start mouthing off to people. Who knows? We don't know. There are reasons why Cleveland wanted to be done with him and move on from him. Maybe those same things will happen here. Or we could draft a guy in the third round. He's a rookie. He's going to come in, and he's a complete unknown, but at least he's an unknown right. that's cheap and whatever. Here's Maybe what, that's here's the what idea. I would say. If the Carolina Panthers called me up and said, hey, common man, give me your expertise. Here's what I would say. Don't overthink the situation. Baker Mayfield, yes, is a pain in the ass. But he, right now, even last year, hurt Baker Mayfield is better than Sam Darnold. Right? Oh, yeah. And I Baker Mayfield so. is going to be better than any quarterback that you can get in the draft right now. You're right not, now, he's going to be better. You're not wrong for selling it that way. I just wonder if it will be viewed that way by that other team. No, I, mean, I, I know that, but I, I'm, I get caught in these worm home holes, worm homes and worm holes on social media where I saw people today talking about, well, Cam Newton's out there too. Maybe that's hurting Baker's trade market. Baker Mayfield could chop off his right arm right now, learn how to throw left-handed, and he would still be a better quarterback than Cam Newton next year. What are we talking about? I don't know if I'd go that far. Yes. But I, yeah, I think Baker Mayfield is a slightly better option than Cam Newton. I think we're over, we are overthinking this now. The Baker Mayfield that whoever is going to get next year is going to be in the final year of his contract. You owe him nothing long term, and he's going to be motivated as hell. You're going to get the best version of Baker Mayfield next year. He will behave, he will probably be good, and he will trick a team into giving him a long-term deal. I am not saying he's a top 10 quarterback, but I'm saying he's better than a lot of options out there, and it amazes me that other teams either can't see this, or they're just playing a game of chicken with the Browns over $19 million. Here's uh, another component that I think a lot of people are forgetting around the league is it is almost guaranteed that if the Browns decide that you're not a part of their plan, you will go go somewhere else else and just be like 12% better than you were. So there's, there's, there's also that little bump you're going to get from him as well. Like no matter where he goes and is Baker Mayfield, the type of guy who responds well when everyone believes in him or when everyone doubts him, you know, the answer. So whatever guy you traded for right now is not going to be as motivated and was whatever as Baker will be coming in. He will be the like living example of that Tim Tebow speech after they lost that game at Florida where he's like, I promise you will never see a group of guys who are more determined. I promise you will never lose. Like Baker's actually internalized that and is going to do that. I'm not saying it's going to work on the NFL gridiron because he has to go up against like physical human bodies that may be better than him at playing football. But as far as like what you're going to get from him, you, I don't think, are going to get the the guy who ended up kind of wearing out his welcome in Cleveland. I think you're going to get the very humble, motivated, chip on his shoulder, yeah. I'm just a walk-on guy. That's who's going to show up for Carolina or whoever decides to make this trade. Oklahoma had their spring game this week, and Baker had his statue unveiled. Mm-hmm. Uh, How did that statue look to you? Oh, it looked great. Did it? Yeah. Oh. No? It, it didn't. Well... I mean, if you're a fan of Terminator 2, I thought it looked a lot like the guy who played the, uh, the what was it, T-1000? T-1000? Yeah, that guy. Yeah. 
It looked a lot like him, I thought. He says, I've dreamt about having a statue right there, and now I do. It blows my mind. It's pretty cool <laughs> to come back to where this all started. It's a good reset being around family, friends, loved ones, just to have that home base. You always have somewhere to go back that you can lean on. Yeah. How, um, I think, first of all, the actual statue itself, you could have stopped right after the first two letters of the first two words in that sentence. You don't have to go with it blows my mind. You could have just stopped before my mind. I'll let him live. But why do you do a statue of Baker Mayfield, who is a football player, have him in an action pose, which is a thing you do when you play football, and then not have the apparatus that is most clearly associated with football on his head? Why do you not have a helmet on this statue? I understand you might say, well, how will people know who it is? And my argument with that would be at the bottom of this thing, there's a big it says there. Baker Mayfield on it. So I don't think it really matters. Did you get a sculptor who doesn't know how to sculpt a helmet? Like, what are we doing? Put the helmet on this. How many times does he run without a helmet down the field? Right? Like, put a helmet on him and make that the statue. It's kind of a dumb idea, I think. Yeah, I'm looking at it. <laughs> I'm looking at it now. I just saw a close-up yeah, on the face. Right. I mean, I saw it before, but... Doesn't it look like uh, it doesn't Robert look like, Patrick or right. whatever that guy's name is? <laughs> it doesn't look like him. It no. doesn't look like Baker. You're right. It looks like Robert Patrick. It T-1000. looks like they put the T-1000. The T-1000 was told to come back as a Heisman Trophy winner. That's what they did. They were like, go there, and you're going to play football. You know Which, who Robert Patrick's brother is? Dan. The, no? lead, the lead guy from uh, rock band Filter. Oh, I did. Is Robert Patrick? I had no player. idea. Yeah, something Patrick. I hope that guy's name is Patrick. Neil Patrick Harris. Oh, I hope it's Patrick Patrick. Him too. Let's go. Yeah, that's not a good statue, right? I mean, it, it feels like you got it done. You're right because he's he's in a football pose, like he's making a yeah, football he's making move. a Heisman, almost a Heisman pose, which that's. But he has no helmet on. Did you see the one now out out in public? Like I've seen some photos of it now that it's been installed. And it looks a lot better. Did you see it when it was under the lights where Baker's standing yes, next to it? That's what I'm looking at. Here. That's the one where it really looks T1000. When they like the nat the 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 big TV lights <laughs> do it no justice. Like out in the natural light, it's it looks a lot better. It's still not great. But it's, I don't think I've I've said this before. I don't think we should have any statues unless you're buried under it. Agreed. Like I don't think any living person should have a statue. And even then, we we may find out later. You know what? Made a statue, and that was a bad choice. Well, that's fine, but then you've made that choice. It's there. Well, you know, I'm a, I don't understand why people get so worked up about statues. Like, it's a nice honor. You make a statue for the guy. Baker and seemingly enjoyed that whole thing. If, like, 100 years from now, something comes out about Baker Mayfield, they're like, oh, hey, actually, we didn't know this about him. Whoops-a-doozle. Then take the statue down. Who cares? Like, what are we talking about? Why do... Why? Why is it? But you're you're right that if the guy's already dead, we probably got most of that out of the way. Mm-hmm. Like, imagine if they put up a statue of O.J. Simpson somewhere. That might have been problematic. You know? I bet you there is one. Is there? I don't know. I mean, he had to give back his statues, didn't he? Did he have to give back the Heisman's, or did those no. get stolen from? No, him? they were. He's, That's right. The Heisman, not Heisman's. One Heisman that he won. Yeah, but that got stolen from him. Correct. Correct. Okay. That's why he went to prison. Yes, he was trying to get well, back his get, trophies. He didn't get stolen. It got taken from him, like legally, and then he tried to steal it back. I don't know. Now I'm getting the story wrong. Uh, USC is setting records. Details next. Common Man and T Bone on the fan. Fan traffic from the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. 
Good afternoon. Watch out for an accident on I-70 eastbound after James Road. Traffic is slow in that area as they try to get things cleaned up. You'll also find some fallen wires on Carl Road at Ferris Road. Please avoid the area in the meantime. This traffic report is sponsored by Insperity. Insperity providing HR services for 30-plus years, including access to better benefits and payroll. Insperity's mission is to help businesses succeed so communities prosper. Insperity, HR that makes a difference. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. I was talking to my annoying friend, Duchess Kumquat. She was retelling a very dramatic story about how her and Lord Beaverqueef were stuck sleeping in a very hot room because their janky air conditioning unit took a crapola. They were so hot and sweaty, it took them out of the mood for getting hot and sweaty. Don't be like Kumquat and Beaverqueef. Call my friends at Care Heating and Cooling. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company Beaverqueef can trust. Murdering brain cells one show at a time. Back to Man and Bone. Happy Monday. Common Man and T-Bone brought to you by Hinder Motorsports here on The Fan. The crew snapped their losing streak with a scoreless tie against Kansas City. Yeah, let's, That's the let's, good not, news. let's, not, let's not trumpet that too much as to like, yeah, well, they, I'm they just saying, broke the losing they streak. They didn't lose. They did not. They got a point. They, they did have get not, a point. They have not scored a goal in 360 minutes of Major <sighs> League Soccer play. For those not aware... There are only 90 regulation minutes in a soccer game, so it's a streak of four four games going. That's a lot of minutes. That's bad, man. And I don't know how this gets a lot better anytime soon because Jossie Zardes got traded over the, well, what was that, Friday, if you missed that. He got traded on Friday. He's their, one of their two primary scoring options at forward is him and Miguel Barry. Miguel Barry's the only one left there now, so... I would be surprised, Mike, if they have not been working on a replacement for him in general, right? Because Do you know something? No, I don't you know sound anything. Like, you sound like Rimmer. Well, sometimes you have inside info no, on I don't know anything. stuff. And- I don't know anything. What I'm saying is, for example, his his contract was up at the end of the year anyway. The crew, I think, would have had to think long and hard about adding another year or two to that. Or whatever. But either way, even if they were going to bring him back, they probably know like he's starting to kind of he's he's peaked and he's coming back down a little bit. I'm guessing is their thought, even though I wish he was still in black and gold and I like him. Maybe if the, if you're doing that, then you probably got a list. You sound like you know something. You've probably got a list. Cristiano of Ronaldo is coming to the. Crew. Yeah, that's it. Breaking I got to tell you, Timmy was sending me shirtless Cristiano Ronaldo pictures all weekend long. Why? Texting it to me. Why was he? Because he was obsessed with him. What was he obsessed with? Did I, Here, let me read you some of these I was, texts. Here's, no, honestly, I was not paying any attention to soccer all I don't weekend. Know, I don't know part. what happened. There was just, maybe Tim just saw a picture. Okay. But uh, I, was, I, was, I was busy. Here's what he sends me a picture. Not here. And he says, Cristiano Ronaldo, perfection, three <laughs> exclamation points. What? <laughs> and then I, I replied, ha ha. He looks like a science experiment because you can see every vein in his body, right? He's ridiculous. So then he responds, all caps, incredible, exclamation point. Incredible, yeah. He would change me. 
<laughs> so we knew that right. Timmy had a thing for Zach Efron, but now it's Cristiano Ronaldo too. If the two of them, Zach Efron and Cristiano Ronaldo, ever in the same room at the same time, Timmy wouldn't know who to go to first. I don't I don't know if people appreciate this about soccer players, but like this is the thing that I don't know what pictures was picture sending was picture sending you Timmy sending you full go body his, pictures. Go to his Twitter. All right. Go to I'm Timmy's Twitter because he tweeted out a picture of it. Because soccer players are very much in this country, you know, a lot of people are like, ah, oh, you're just a scrawny little soccer player. And that sometimes is true. You look at their upper body, their arms. Uh, if you look at the legs on almost any soccer player you ever come across, it's going to be some of the greatest legs of all time. Oh, yeah. you are a leg man. This picture is not even do it justice, right? Like Cristiano Ronaldo is ripped in veins and... Too veiny. What do you mean too veiny? Too, I don't like it. Too many neck veins. It's not a neck. It's a ligament there. I don't that's like a, it. That's a ligament. Well, you, well, he's got 0% body it's fire. protruding. Do I don't like it. Yeah. I, I like just, my men with a little meat on them. Oh, I see. Cristiano Ronaldo scored 100 league goals in the Premier League and the La Liga, which is the first time anyone's done that. Okay. Look well, at Timmy him. Timmy was very excited Timmy about Timmy tweeted, it. look at him, dear God, in all caps. Look at him. <laughs> He's vascular. Oh, my God. If Vince McMahon knew soccer existed, he would have created, he would be, he would send letters to everyone hey in soccer. Hey, pal. Hey, I pal. heard there's some guy in Europe. Pretty popular. Wears white pants. Let's get him. <laughs> Cristiano Cage Ronaldo. match. Cristiano Ronaldo could buy and sell the WWE like 10 times with his own. Well, I, don't, I don't know about that. Yeah, he could. All right. He could. Well, he could Elon Musk it. He could make a little run at it is what I'm saying. He could. I go saw out there. that uh, Lex Luthor is buying Twitter. It's going to be done. You know what? I, I was initially against this, but now I'm for it. And here's why. Because I'm thinking what he's going to do is buy it, turn it private, and then charge for it which will be all because i have thought for years should i even be on this godforsaken app and so <laughs> and when he's he, gonna make the when decision he for us. when he charges for it that'll be it for uh, yep you're right i don't need to be here anymore thank you and i would just delete it from my life i won't ever have to be on it anymore but what until then only fans yeah well i mean if that keeps going as well as it has been i mean maybe i've said too Tim, much Timmy's gonna be on there no, he's not. Got a cardboard cutout of Ronaldo. Timmy's not unlocking it. No, I've got a different clientele. Timmy does not like you know chubbies like me. That's not what he's going for. He's looking no, for no, the no, not, He doesn't care about you. I'm oh, just saying he's going to have he's going to have his own channel. Well, that he should do because if I mean it's been going so well for me. Mm-hmm. Think about what he could do. Uh, USC is setting records. They had their spring game uh, this past weekend, and I saw the headline uh, draws record crowd. USC did. To their spring game. So I clicked on it. Click. Click. And the uh, the record crowd, it's big for them, 33,427. They say it's the biggest crowd for a Trojan spring game since the 90s when the school started keeping track. Wow. So they're very excited about Lincoln Riley and new quarterback Caleb Williams. So much so that they set a record for them. 33,427. Feels like patting them on the head saying, they're there. That's very nice for you. For you. You got thirty three thousand people to your spring game. That's not. That's a bad year for about any real football power these days. But for you, that's nice. Good for you. Well, I was trying to think when the last time was when they had a spring game with people in attendance that Ohio State would have a crowd like that. Because that I don't. The spring I don't know game the wasn't always that. a thing where there was eighty thousand people there if the weather was good. It was a gradual climb up to this well, point. I know, but I, I mean, I remember. Being at a spring game, 
or at least I remember hearing about it. Maybe I wasn't at that one. There was there was a spring game where I'm fairly certain I was in attendance where at the time Vice President Bush was in attendance. That is when I mean he was the vice president for Ronald Reagan. So think about how long ago that had to be. Not that Bush. First Bush. Well OG Bush. OG Bush, but he didn't have the, you know, he had the more New England kind of, you know, accent. If any, he had really no accent. Bush well, was then the one. he moved down south and yeah, he picked but, up a little twang. But, but I'm saying younger Bush was the one who had the, you know, younger Bush. There's an old old saying in Tennessee. Yeah, I got it. Don't do it. He's that guy. He had a little more more of a twang than Dad did, of course. Barbara didn't have that. You're twang. doing God's work. See, there's nothing there. There's nothing. He's very. That's 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 not at all like the guy who's coming over to fix your you know air conditioner and be your president. No, but I'm just saying now in today, today's world. If Ohio State were going to have 33,000 people at their spring game, it would have to be like 31 degrees. Yeah, you're probably right. And even and then, cause Ohio State scored or uh, scored sold 50,000 tickets before game day. Oh, yeah. So, the, I mean, whether those were all redeemed, if it rains or whatever, that's a different thing. But, yeah, you're right. A lot of people would have already made that choice. I wonder why. I've Now i got to go look that up. Why was George H.W. Bush... As vice president at a spring game, was it just because it was a big event, or was there some other? There must have been some other thing. Maybe he was in town. Oh, I know, but I, I mean, he was like announced as here he is on the field. I, I don't know what to tell <laughs> here you. Here he is. Get a look at him. <laughs> get, get a look at this. Was rich Barbara dude. there? I don't remember. Oh. See, I got. And I, I'm, I'm probably someone probably remembers this better than me and will tell me exactly why that happened. But yeah, I, I'm a hundred percent certain he was at a spring game. Back in the day. So it's been a big deal for a while is what I'm trying to say. Bill Belichick is a gun slinger. Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. You'll find that earlier accident has cleared from I-70 eastbound after James Road. All lanes have reopened in that area. The traffic is still slow as it recovers. Plan on some residual backups. You'll also find those fallen wires are still on Carl Road at Ferris Road. Please avoid in the meantime as things get cleaned up. This traffic report is sponsored by Safe Auto Insurance. Safe Auto Insurance offers low down payments and flexible payment options. Help the customer stay legal on the road for less. Play it safe with Safe Auto. Give us a call at 1-800-SAFE-AUTO or visit them online for your fast and free quote today. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Common Man here for Care Heating and Cooling. I'm a big fan of preventative maintenance. Something will eventually go wrong, and if you're not prepared, it is sure to cost you money. That's why I want you to sign up for a care plan. My guys at Care make sure your heater and AC are running in tip-top shape, taking care of maintenance and staying on top of any potential issues. Surprises suck. Be prepared with a care plan. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com. When you need a company you can trust. Picture a sports talk show, but without all those pesky sports getting in the way. This is Common Man and T-Bone. NFL Draft is coming this week, right? Yeah. Yeah. Thursday. Well, I saw that uh, my buddy Mike Florio from ProFootballTalk.com, well, he took a break from talking about Tom Brady could have owned the Dolphins and Bruce Arians, terrible, to talk about trade deals at Mm. the draft. Yeah. Bill Belichick, since 2000, Belichick's first year as coach and de facto general manager, the Patriots have made 83 trades during the draft. That is an average of 3.77 trades each year. 
The team with the second most trades in the same period is the Eagles with 64. Wow. So Bill Belichick and the Patriots. It's funny, though, because I can't really... I mean, clearly he's done it. It's here. 83 trades. But I can't really think of one that sticks out to me where I say, oh, yes, that impact trade, I remember it. Yeah, it feels like a lot of those deals were trades maybe to get back into the first round with a late round pick or, or I mean, swapping sixth swap, round picks yes. or something like that. Yeah, it doesn't feel like it's the same type of moving and shaking. But again, most of the picks have been when yeah. like late. They haven't had a lot of top five picks to trade. Is what yes, I'm saying. Right. So a lot of what you would trade would be things where it's like, we'll give you two of these next year for a slightly better pick this year or whatever. And that's probably been why it seems so inconsequential. Who'd you say was second? The Eagles? The Eagles with 64. Well, and, and haven't the Eagles over the last few years had their issues with their front office? I mean, they're, they've started to get turned a little bit more in the right direction, but that was the power struggle that was going on there when Doug Peterson was there. Like the fact that... Their their GM was maligned for quite a while and making a lot of deals and maybe he shouldn't have made all these different deals. There were power struggles there too. So it's interesting that like Belichick, who's viewed as ultimately one of the, you know, greatest coaches of all time, has a track record as far as trades go, similar to that of like a GM that gets yelled at a lot by the local media. The NFL is apparently working on a deal for a Black Friday game. I saw that report today. Peter King said that Amazon could pay as much as $100 million to the league for that one game. Now, we told you on Friday, I think, that the NFL is going to have three games on Christmas Day for the first time ever. And they'll have a full slate on Saturday. They'll have three games on Christmas Day. They're talking about this Black Friday deal. Look, I'm not saying this is going to be the kiss of death for the NFL, because it's not. We, we've, we've seen that the rules don't necessarily apply to the NFL. They can do everything wrong, and their business continues to just print money. However, is there a little bit of fear that, yes, you, you can have a check handed to you for $100 million for just moving one game from a Sunday to a Friday that Amazon can broadcast on Black Friday. But is there a risk of a little bit of oversaturation that you're spreading these games too far out from each other. Yeah, it, it might be that. Um, I, I I don't know, man, because I tend to think anything the NFL does, people are going to like. But like you said, well, what's, me too. That's... what's the limit on that? At some point, you have to reach some limit where people say, okay, there's diminishing returns. We, right? just, we just assume that NFL fans are going to watch streaming Thursday night. We don't know that. Well, right. The, you and I haven't assumed that. The people who pay the billions of dollars for the rights to these games have assumed that and yes that could be a, a bad assumption on their part i don't know the answer but chances are they likely you will have a lot of fans follow no matter where you go here's the other thing i find a little bit weird about that is previously it feels like the nfl has avoided certain dates for a variety of reasons some of which would be like the black friday thing they've avoided that in part I think because I know college football likes to have a few rivalry games on that Friday. Yeah, was it Nebraska and Iowa? They're Iowa always, usually they're play there, playing on Black Friday. Yeah, chops obviously will be pretty not happy about well, and, that. Well, and legally, I want to say this is true. Or at least it used to be true. The NFL cannot broadcast on Friday night because if they do, it violates their antitrust exemption. So this game would have to be during the day 
on yeah, Black Friday. I'm sure that's what they're looking at as a daytime thing. Is that right, Teddy? Yeah, that's- the yeah, you're correct. The latest they said it could probably kick is about four fifteen, and they said because of the uh, the U.S. Uh, men's soccer team plays at two o'clock. That oh, that's day. right, it's World Cup. So time. they thought maybe four fifteen. Four fifteen would be the time. What are they? Hey, there's a World Cup. Let's just make sure we can be a part. Let's try to get some revenue share off of that. Why? Why would no respect well, for the, the national why? team? Why? Huh? Because Amazon's throwing a hundred million dollars. No, I at know. You. I know. Well, that's the other thing I was going to say is part of me thinks why does the NFL need to do this stuff? Don't they like? Don't Sundays pretty work work pretty well for them? Don't Monday nights work pretty well for them? And don't Thursday nights work pretty well for them? And then all these Saturday games they throw in too. They're not hurting from the monetary standpoint, but you're right. It's because they're dealing with new partners. And I'm sure the new partners, Mike, they all like words like paradigm and, you know, finding some kind of solution together and all this stuff. I'm sure the Amazon people, synergy, we have that here. Yeah. I'm guessing the Amazon people came in and were like, yeah, but why not though? And they're like, well, because no one really wants that. They're like, but we do because it's different. And they're like, all right, you paid us a bajillion dollars. So sure, we can play on Friday afternoons, whatever. Here's the rules where we can't play. So you're probably right. It's just they've got new corporate partners. The corporate partners are saying we want new things. And the NFL is going, whatever. You can put this game at 2 a.m. on a Tuesday, and we're still going to get a lot of people watching it. Speaking of streaming, Netflix making a documentary about former NBA referee Tim Donaghy. Of course, uh, was betting on games. Through game, tried to throw games, mm-hmm. went to prison, and apparently Donaghy is cooperating with this project. Oh, I would assume that there are quite a few people in the NBA right now who are crapping their pants to yeah, see what happens. Here. I would, I would bet so. I, is Tim Donaghy, as I recall, has he? I thought that he's kind of like accepted this, and like not that he's accepted that what he did was wrong completely, but more that. He's he's willing to accept his role in it, not that he's the only one who did anything wrong. Is that is that fair? Because I, th- I don't know. I'm, we'll see. Right. I had thought he was someone who kind of got the idea that, yes, I did some bad. I don't think he's going to go in there and completely deny that what he did was wrong. Right. I think he's kind of owned no, up to some of but that. But I'm sure the fear is, first of all, there's probably a lot of people watching the NBA right now of a certain age group that have no idea who Tim Donaghy is. True enough. This is not on their radar. The NBA does not need to remind anybody of their scandalous past. No, but and their they, they would not like that to be brought up right no, now. No, they don't want it brought up. They don't want people remembering that. The other fear is that he decides now's the time to, if he's got other names to throw under the bus, this is when he's going to reveal them. Man. And it starts a whole new soap opera. Yeah, I just wonder, Is I, I wonder if there is a, how how there would be a big conspiracy in that, because it seems like there would be no one from the NBA who would benefit from this, you know, other than an individual bad actor. Right. Like maybe he's going to throw them under the bus in ways that are not. Yeah, I was told by my bosses to throw games because we were all getting paid. It's probably going to be more things like I didn't feel like I was getting enough and they should have really done this and this and this. And I can't believe the NBA didn't catch me or or whatever. I was Tim Donaghy comes out and says I was under instruction from David Stern, the commissioner of the NBA. Now, David Stern is dead. That's what you think. Then he walks into the frame. David Stern is alive. And he says, yes, it was my plan the whole time. Mike, I think you need to get this theory out on the Internet. 
There's not enough it's of this currently. No, there's not. No, you need to you need to get a website together and you need to come up with this theory. Put it on the internet so people can follow. I'm you, too engrossed. I'm too engrossed reading amazing. about Steve Martin and King Tut from 1978. <laughs> I'm too engrossed. <laughs> You're right. Got to stay on that. Uh, new stadiums being built in the NFL left and right. Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for a serious accident blocking the right lane of 270 northbound before I-70. Traffic is stop and go from US-33 in this area. Please be very careful as traffic continues to build. About a 10-minute slowdown is expected. This traffic report is sponsored by RumpkeCareers.com. Rumpke is now hiring CDL drivers. Earn $1,200 to $1,700 per week with a $5,000 sign-on bonus. No CDL. Paid training is available. Apply at RumpkeCareers.com or visit Rumpke on Fields Avenue every Wednesday from 11 to 3 to apply in person. Equal opportunity employer restrictions apply. Elmi and Array with fan traffic. I was talking to my annoying friend, Duchess Kumquat. She was retelling a very dramatic story about how her and Lord Beaverqueef were stuck sleeping in a very hot room because their janky air conditioning unit took a crapola. They were so hot and sweaty, it took them out of the mood for getting hot and sweaty. Don't be like Kumquat and Beaverqueef. Call my friends at Care Heating and Cooling. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company Beaverqueef can trust. Happy to be wrong, which is good because they're always wrong. This is Man and Bone. The segment that's not a segment, yikes, is coming up at 434. Jason's Beef with our guy Jason Stark. At 534, mm. we will talk about the worst umpire of all time in Angel Hernandez. <laughs> oh, he and Kyle Schwarber had a moment, did they not? Mm-hmm. That was quite a thing. Uh, Jackets beat the Oilers yesterday after scoring four goals in the third. My guy, Nick Blankenberg. Scored his first career goal. Three oh, games yeah. left to go. I was in attendance. How did you enjoy the game? I went with uh, with my five-year-old daughter. She loves watching hockey at home, loves the Blue Jackets. She was very excited to go, and we made it one period. Well, you know what? That's not, in the grand scheme of five-year-olds going to hockey games, that's not the worst you no, could No, but do. here, it was actually my fault. My fault for buying too good of tickets. So I said to her, because normally when I go to games, and I haven't been for a while, it's been a couple of years, but when I go to games, I like to sit high. Yeah. So right. I can see all the action. First row of the upper tank or club level must be nice. Must I, be nice. I enjoy that view of the ice. But I said to myself, self, it's her first game. Let's get something down low so that she can really appreciate the speed and intensity that this game has played. Yeah. Because she loves watching at home. So I did that. We were right behind the Edmonton bench with a bunch of Oiler fans down there. And the people behind me knew everything about hockey. Everything. Mm, that's Conversation never stopped. They knew everything about hockey, except for the fact that the Oilers were actually a playoff team. Oh, they didn't know that? Well, they didn't know anything about that. <laughs> but anything that happened, that's, they, that's they knew what was going on. They had to talk amongst themselves. Anyway. The problem is when you're down there, yes, you're close to the action, but you have a hard time seeing certain things because you got plexiglass in your way. And, you know, if it goes down in the corner, you can't see it. So you got to 
sort of look up at the screen, but you're too low to really get a good view of the screen yeah. to see what's going on. And she would lose track of the puck and get frustrated that she didn't know what was going on. And she looked at me after the first period and said, Dad, I'm, I can't see anything. Can we go home and watch it on TV? Oh, yeah, that's, that's, well, at least she, I mean, her reasoning for wanting to do that, though, is because she's wanting to actually see the hockey game in a way she could process. No, I know that. That's but, a, I mean, that's you know, a, dad spent a lot of money on these tickets. <laughs> then, of course, when you're in there, you spend more money. Yes, you do. That is another side part of that business that doesn't get talked about as much as how much money you can spend once you're inside. But I also, you know, I, I wanted this to be a fun thing for her. I didn't want it to be like homework. She was no. interested in watching the rest of the game. She just didn't want to watch it there. So we went home and we watched the rest of the game. She was very excited. I think that probably also comes a little bit from dad being the type of person who says, oh, yeah, I'd rather watch it home, too. Like, you're, I mean. Well, you know I wonder, me. I never want to leave the house ever. Yeah. It was, I wish people could understand how this goes. So in the office today, Platinum Fox walks in and you said to him, where did you go with the surface of the sun? He looked like he slept in a tanning bed all weekend long. He was, he was, uh, well, it looked like he got some sun over the weekend for sure. Mr. Melanoma. Okay. (laughs) But like it wasn't, it was a weekend where we were in the eighties. It was a very sunny weekend. It was beautiful couple of days out. And so I said, well, yeah, that's, that sounds about right for Mike. Cause Mike, did you go out at all today? Like this weekend, did you go outside to do anything? And what was your response when we asked you that? I don't go outside. Not, no, I didn't get out anywhere. We were kind of busy this weekend. No, I don't oh, go we outside. had this outing plan. I for- hate outside. There's nothing good outside. Nothing. I like winter when everybody's inside their house and I don't hear anybody. No one's outside screaming. <laughs> You don't like people being outside. No, Even I don't like anybody outside. You're enjoying your air conditioning, but I if don't other care. people want to go outside and get on a slip and slide, no, that, that bothers you. Yes. Just the fact that they're out bothers me. I was outside a lot I, I'm sure you were, and you bother me. I went to a national park yesterday. We just talked about national parks. Yeah, I went up. I was on my way back. I went. At, so here's my weekend. I went to Pittsburgh to see my buddy. He took me to a bunch of cool restaurants. Oh, we had a good time. Nice. Yeah, it was. Thank you. Thanks for noticing. But then after that, on my way back, I said, well, I could go through Northeast Ohio and swing right past the Cuyahoga Valley National Park. We were just talking about national parks last week, and I'd never been to one. So I thought, well, let's swing in there and see what that's like. Gorgeous. Beautiful. Would do it again. I would, like, if I lived there, I'd go there every day. I'm sure I'd get sick (laughs) of it. You would not go there every day. It's wonderful. It's serene. All right. It's calm. I was like, I wanted to journal. Like everything was just, I needed, yeah. That's what you, you go sit in the woods. You just journal. You write things. Mm-hmm. You just let the like a sparrow lands on your shoulder. It's wonderful. What is this a, car, a Disney cartoon? Yeah, it was. No, but actually walking around, I saw a couple snakes. Like oh, no. I was in oh, the no. nature, man. I saw the snakes. I saw birds. I saw tree. I just loved it. And so I come back from that. I'm on like. A high of nature. And then I come and talk to you and you're like, I didn't leave the air conditioning. I couldn't even go outside once no, other than I don't like being outside. to go into an ice rink. That was where you did get out to go to an indoor thing, which is fine. I get that. But no outdoor activities at all for you. And you know what? Like, I don't I'm very aware that I don't want to just pass off all my psychosis to my offspring. Right. You know, I'd like her to be a little bit more adjusted, a little bit more normal than me. So it's not like I'm saying to her all the time, hey, outside bad, don't go outside. She always looks, because I'll say to her, hey, you want to go out and run, ride a bike, (laughs) throw a ball, you want to do, nah, I'm good, I'm staying here. 
<laughs> All right. Yeah. Let's but, stay in. But that's but that's it. You got to you gotta force the kids out of their comfort zone a little bit to get them to be different than you is what I'm saying. Because you're right. I do the same thing where it's like, hey, you want to do the things I like to do? And they're like, yeah, let's do that. And it's like, okay. And then I realize I got I to gotta push them a little bit oh, to get out of their comfort zone. Keep them in there. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, the Chiefs are exploring a new stadium when their Arrowhead lease is up in nine years. Well, they're Look, already, man, start, already starting it, huh? I, I, uh, I've said this a million times, how we just want to neuter everything. We want everything to look the same, sound the same. I, I just, I don't get it. I, and I'm, I know I'm probably in the minority because everybody wants these $4 billion complexes with mixed use and apartments and movie theaters and holistic medicine shops on the corner because we can't just build a stadium. We have to have everything attached to the stadium. We have to build a little town. You have Arrowhead Stadium. Arrowhead is the most college experience that you're going to get in the National Football League. I have been to a game at Arrowhead. It's great. I enjoyed it. I wasn't rooting for anybody who was playing in the game, but the atmosphere made me want to stay. So what are they probably going to do? They're going to tear that place down and build something that looks like everything else. Of course they are. Well, this is the, I think, what you have to realize when you hear these team owners, because sometimes they will make the pitch, not always, but sometimes the pitch will be, hey, we'd be fine playing in this little uh, dump of a stadium you built us 20 years ago, but it's really about our fans. Our fans want better. Our fans need a better stadium. Well, that's not an argument in Kansas City, is it? Do they have problems getting fans to come out to those games? None of the Chiefs fans want a a different stadium. I guarantee you, if you ask Chiefs fans, the vast majority of them would say, keep this place. It's great. It's an advantage for us. We're loud here. We love coming here. Sure, maybe update the concessions a little bit. Make sure that the bathrooms are as nice as they can be. Make sure a piece of concrete doesn't fall on your head. I get all of that. But you can do minor updates to this very legendary facility that you're right has a great atmosphere and people seem to go crazy to be there and instead they're going to just say no we because this is the reality it's not about the fans it's never about they use us fans as pawns sometimes exactly as billionaire right. owners but exactly right. the reality is about them wanting more control they want more land they want more something they can sell more things they can sell ads on if they can get like a little like we've talked about with baseball if you can get a little district built around where you're building mm-hmm. your stadium they want control of that it's not about you and me as fans because they know we're going to come to a lot no, of these and games there's, there's more too because i saw because the broncos are for sale they're going to sell for over four billion dollars and i saw today that whoever buys the broncos will probably want a new stadium with a retractable roof oh my god mile high opened in 2001 this version of mile yes, high right right 2001 there is absolutely nothing wrong with that place. It is as modern as modern gets. All right? Well, right. And what they want to do is they want to get rid of that, build a new place, not because fans deserve better, because fans don't need better than what they currently have. They want a roof. Why do they want a roof? Because they want Final Fours. Yes. They want a Super Bowl there. It's not for the fans. It's for the owners to make more money. That's what it is. <laughs> Dude, I'm going back because now I was just thinking about the district stuff, the building of these places, right? Because it's a town. You're building a town. Well, and and it's funny what these owners will say when it comes to why they want certain things. Like I go back to that Phil Castellini quote, you know, where are you gonna go? 
Would have been funny if all the people around Cincinnati at the time when they wanted to add all that in and build those dis- build the little business district right next to it and put all those shops in that they own. If he said, I'm sure something came up about our fans want a real experience when they come down here. They don't just want to drive in, see a baseball game, drive away. They want to be here all day. I would allow it'd be in hindsight. It'd be hilarious if one of the city council people or someone had said, where are they going to go, Phil? It's the Reds. They don't need a district. They're Reds fans. They'll come in no matter what. That's his line. Now, when they sell everyone and say, ah, who cares if you suck or not? Where are you going to go, Reds fans? Where are you going to go? But they do want you to build them 9,000 restaurants that they can all take leases on every year. That's that's what bugs me about how owners treat the fans. It's just you're a bargaining chip for a lot of these billionaires. They don't actually care about you at all. They're going to build a new dome stadium in Nashville for the Titans. I just saw they're getting five hundred million from the state right. to build this. They already got seven hundred million from the city of Nashville. To oh build my this. gosh, seven hundred from the city, five hundred from the state, seven hundred from the city. Wow, ownership's kicking in like four hundred million dollars or five hundred million dollars too. Maybe you're asking yourself, what's wrong with their place? Nothing. It's twenty no. years old, but they also need a dome. Why? Because the weather in Nashville is so harsh. No, because they want a Super Bowl. Because they want national championship games. They want to be the mecca for all sports entertainment. It has nothing to do with the fan experience. Trust I, me. I will tell you what, man. I I I think I'm not saying for all sports, but for football, I think dome stadiums are going to go the way of those multi-purpose venues, the big donut-shaped stadiums we used to have back in the '60s. I think that's what you're going to see. If they, they'll build all these dome stadiums. People will go to them at first. And then after like 20 years of sterilized gross product where there's no rain, there's no snow, there's no nothing, they'll say, gosh, you know what we really miss? Like that college atmosphere, that, yeah, that grind it out in the muck kind of, that's what we want. Where's the mud? Where's the dirt? Where's the gross? I hope so. But then, because I miss it. But it'll be, we'll be gone by the time that comes, because that'll be another stadium build and then everyone getting no, used right, to it and sick of it. I'm just saying that's where this will end up going is everyone will say eventually, why did we build all these dome football stadiums? Just like we said, why did we build multi purpose football, baseball, basketball? Well, not basketball, but you know, why did we build all these stadiums that all look the same? Cookie cutter stadiums. Why did we do that? One of Ryan Day's guys has entered the portal. Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for an accident on I-71 northbound after Morse Road. It is causing some slowdowns in that area as, the, as things get cleaned up. Plan about a 10 to 15 minute backup in the meantime and caution is advised. This traffic report is sponsored by Insperity. Insperity providing HR support for 30 plus years including access to better benefits and HR technology. Insperity's mission is to help businesses succeed so communities prosper. Insperity, HR that makes a difference. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Common Man here for Care Heating and Cooling. I'm a big fan of preventative maintenance. Something will eventually go wrong, and if you're not prepared, it is sure to cost you money. That's why I want you to sign up for a care plan. My guys at Care make sure your heater and AC are running in tip-top shape, taking care of maintenance and staying on top of any potential issues. Surprises suck. Be prepared with a care plan. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com. When you need a company you can trust. Their collective IQ is lower than they think it are. Back to Man and Bone. We were talking about the Patriots and Bill Belichick lead the world in draft trades. 
yeah. since the year 2000. Schefter tweeted this today. These are the type of trades that Belichick makes. Today, Patriots dealt their fifth-round pick to the Texans for their sixth and seventh-round picks. Yeah, right. That's that's a Patriots trade. Yes, and out of those two picks that he got, one of them will end up being like his star safety three years from now. Probably. That's just that's how it sometimes seems to go for him. Uh, Drew Brees, your guy. Yeah, huge, my guy. He was uh, he was asked about the Saints quarterback situation. Here's what he had to say. You re-signed Jameis, Jameis Winston, coming off the knee injury. To me, there's no doubt he's going to be- come back stronger than ever and have some more wisdom, experience, maturity under his belt. Andy Dalton's played a lot of football, started a lot of games, won a lot of games, taking teams to the playoffs. With those two guys, plus the role that Taysom plays, Taysom Hill, your guy, (laughs) which I still believe that Taysom should be playing 10 to 15 snaps at quarterback a game Mm -hmm. minimum, just with the threat that he is. I know he's so valuable in so many other ways. I think they're pretty set at quarterback, if you ask me. Okay. Um, First off, let's not ask the Hall of Fame quarterbacks necessarily to give their opinion on other quarterbacks because... There's no good way for him to answer that question. Either you're going to get that drivel that you just heard, which I don't think anyone who's currently watching the NFL in an analytical way is going to say, oh yeah, he makes a great case there as to why they're all good at quarterback and they don't need any help there or they have no issues. But what is the other side of that? What what if he comes out the other way and says, yeah, I got to tell you, I can't believe this is their plan. Jameis Winston? gross Andy Dalton what is it 2009 like stop with that or 2011 whatever like pick your year the point is you can go have fun with that and and say those opinions and a lot of people rightfully so would say where is all this coming from with Drew Brees like out of nowhere he's just dumping on not just any old quarterbacks guys who are trying to quarterback the team he played for where he's clearly better than all these guys society does not enjoy it when you're really good and you yell at the guys who are really bad and call them really bad. That's not a great look either. Well, they like it if you're entertaining while you do it. I guess, to some degree, you're right. I mean, Barkley does that, and we like it. You know why, though? I think it works for Barkley is, I think a lot of the audience he's talking to just thinks of him as like a fat old guy who used to play in the NBA back when no one played. And you weren't that you have to be that good. No, I'm serious. If people knew that Charles Barkley was this guy who was a terror under the basket, I think people he, know. No, they know. They know in the way. Like I'm saying, there are a lot of people who watch him and hear about him the way I hear about Bob Cousy. And I'm like, yeah, Bob Cousy was good. I know. Do I really know? Did I live it? No, I didn't live it. I wasn't alive when he was playing. But I have been told Bob Cousy was really a tough out. He was really difficult. If Charles Barkley has a funny way of talking, he is terrible at golf, he is constantly busted on for his weight, I don't think most people remember he's a guy who got so mad at a bar one time, he threw a guy through a plate glass window. Like he, I think we look at him as like the lovable older guy who talks about back in my day. That's a little different than a guy that almost all of the people who are going to read those quotes from Drew Brees hear Drew Brees and go, I remember him playing like just the other day because it wasn't that long ago. That's what I'm saying. If if he was Terry Bradshaw can get away with it, probably more busting on guys because people don't remember how good or bad Terry Bradshaw was because they weren't watching him. Most of the people now who are watching football, right? Like the vast majority of their audience is gone and saying, "Nah, I don't. I don't remember watching him play back in the day." Uh, Ryan Day has two of his guys entering the portal. 
Uh, so you've got a couple here. One is defensive lineman Noah Potter. He has put his name into the portal. Four-star recruit out of Menor, who has been trying to be on the defensive line rotation. Didn't exactly uh, get a chance to do that in 2021. He had injuries. Uh, one of them was a detached retina, Ooh. which almost cost him his vision in his right eye. So good that that didn't happen, and he's okay. He was trying to like win a spot in the rotation this, this offseason. Yes. I mean... I assume the vibes he got from spring ball is that he wasn't going to do that. Well, right? you've got Zach Harrison, JT Tui Mualawau, uh, Jack Sawyer, plus a bunch of other guys that are all going to factor in. And he's just not in the mix. As far as being a factor, it doesn't sound like. So he said, all right, let's see what other options I have out there. Same for uh, safety Andre Turrentine, who is entering the portal as well. He was a guy who had a lot of reps in the spring game he was out there as much as any Buckeye in that mm-hmm. game according to 11 Warriors most snaps of anyone on the field he had nine tackles and a pass breakup so had some standout moments and was a four-star recruit last year redshirted he just played in the four games you're allowed to play and still redshirt so you know a, a fairly young guy on the team there he will have four years of collegiate eligibility for his new school that does those two and uh, some other transfers that have already happened Bring Ohio State down to 85 scholarship players for next year, so they are well within the the number they need to be, so that's good. Uh, we were talking about the NBA. You know that I'm Mr. NBA. Yep. You made me watch a game last week. I watched it. I'm not saying that it's right or wrong, but I don't think I've ever seen anyone so universally hated by former NBA players than Ben Simmons. Oh. So Ben Simmons was, I guess, supposed to go game four, and now he's not going to go. Yeah, I don't know if it's because he doesn't feel good or because they're up against elimination and what's the point, but I saw Reggie Miller went on social media and just let him have it. Barkley and Shaq are always letting him have it. There is no mercy with Ben Simmons. I'm not saying that there should be, but normally there's one or two analysts that want to stick up for guys and say, well, you don't understand. He's misunderstood. He's my guy. He's a talent. Let me tell you why you're wrong. Nobody does that with Ben Simmons. No, they don't. And I think that's because I think there's there's got to be a little bit more to this story, right? Now, I'm not saying there's got to be. They've got to know stuff behind the scenes. Old NBA guys, I'm not going to say are the most old athletes in general, old, old former pro athletes who I'm saying this because a lot of pro athletes have to put so much of their bodies on the line to even get to the level they got to to play pro sports. And then they have to do it day in, day out for so many years. I'm sure it's mentally taxing and it hurts and it's tough and it's hard. So a lot of those guys then look at a guy like Ben Simmons, who, yes, has had some back injuries that set him back in this time since he's joined the Nets. But they're looking at that coupled with everything from last year about, you know, mental health struggles and those type of things. I don't expect players who played 30 years ago, 20 years ago to quite maybe fully be on board with that. But I think a lot of players still understand it and say that can be a real thing. They're not doing that for Ben Simmons. You're right. They are not going to bat for him. In fact, they have come out exactly the opposite way. I did see today that Adrian Wojnarowski reported that Ben Simmons and the CEO of clutch sports, his agent, Rich Paul, they met with the GM of the Nets, Sean Marks to discuss how they're going to continue to work through the physical and mental hurdles needed to get Simmons back on the court. So they they thought, I mean, everyone thought apparently with this, he did all the ramp-up stuff, the physicality stuff, he was looking good to go, and then Sunday, 
According to Wojnarowski, he said, ultimately, they all realized there are still mental and physical hurdles that need addressing. It wasn't his back is the only issue. All right. They're saying it's it's all of these things combined. So you're right. It very well may be that that he is dealing with mental health struggles and, and that is hard to quantify. It may also be that a lot of the former players are hearing things behind the scenes and saying, that's a real deal, but not with this guy. Well, here's what Reggie Miller tweeted out. He says, come on, man, all exclamation, all, all caps, out for game four when it was rumored you were going to make your debut. This dude has zero competitive fire. As small a chance as the Nets have to come back in the series, you still have KD and Kyrie. All you need to win is one game and take it from there. Hashtag man up. Reggie is not known for this. Right. Because he calls these games, too. He's going into these cities. He's talking to these guys. That's what I'm that's what I'm saying makes it weird. And I don't agree, like I don't agree you should go up to someone who's dealing with mental health issues and say, Hey man, man up and get out there. Like that's number one. That's antiquated. That's stupid. But Maybe that's maybe he's feeling that way because he's hearing it's not that. Right. I don't right. know. Uh, the segment that's not a segment. Yikes! Is coming up next. Common Man and T Bone on the fan. Fan traffic from the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. You'll find an earlier accident has cleared from I-71 northbound after Morse Road. All lanes have reopened, but traffic is still slow as it recovers over there. You'll also find some delays on 71 northbound between Greenlawn Avenue and I-70. Traffic is backed up there as well. Traffic report is sponsored by AutoZone. Starting stronger starts with AutoZone, where they've got battery solutions in the form of free battery testing, free battery charging, and replacement batteries that fit your needs. That's what makes them America's number one battery destination. Get in the zone, AutoZone. I'm Leanna Ray with fan traffic. Common Man here for Care Heating and Cooling. I'm a big fan of preventative maintenance. Something will eventually go wrong, and if you're not prepared, it is sure to cost you money. That's why I want you to sign up for a care plan. My guys at Care make sure your heater and AC are running in tip-top shape, taking care of maintenance and staying on top of any potential issues. Surprises suck. Be prepared with a care plan. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com. When you need a company you can trust. Your undisputed leader in talking about nothing. This is Man and Bone. This just came down about a half hour ago. The Buckeyes, September 9th, 2023. Football will be opening up the season. With Youngstown State. Oh. I just saw that. How you doing, Tress? Doing good, Mike. There you go. Uh, you know I hate these games. I hate playing opponents like this. I don't think the Big Ten should be playing non-Power 5 schools, especially a school like Youngstown State. But I understand why it's done. I get yeah, it. Yeah, I know. It's not my favorite either, but I don't think there's any changing it until everyone gets on board with this. And the problem is... In college football, I don't know what the motivation is for these schools to all go schedule grade A awesome opponents. You know, I don't, I don't know because, and I'm not saying they all have to be grade A awesome opponents. You can bring Vanderbilt in here. I don't care. Oh, I know, but there's only so many Vanderbilts to go around. Is what I'm saying. Like at some point, if you say you can't schedule any of these lesser run teams, the only way to do this, Mike, is what we've talked about for years. Have a scheduling robot that does it all based on past performance, where you stand, divide them up into tiers, one, two, and three, and you play someone from tier one, someone from tier two, someone from tier yeah, three right. in division one every single year without question from the FBS. That's the only way to do this. But that all said, Youngstown State, I get the Trestle connection will be fun, 
Wouldn't it be great if he called his own number? I was like, nah, it's all right. He called his own number. Hey, coach, sit this one out. I got this. Oh, he's going to coach the game? I'm going to sweater vest it up out there. Yeah, right. I mean, come on. It's, you know, just for one game. It's not not a permanent thing. Yeah, I mean, that would be fun till the game started. And Well... Yeah, he can, he can still he can just be. How about like the acting head coach? The real head coach can coach the game. He's just going to walk up and be like, "Hey, how you doing? I'm the head coach today." Hey, and then wave at everybody, and then he goes back up to the box and lets the other guy do it. It's fine. All right, uh, time for yikes. A Massachusetts family lives in a community called Indian Pond Estates. They purchased their dream home in 2017 for 750 grand. They thought life was good. Well. The home is situated on a golf course and balls are constantly hitting their house. They've had to replace so many shattered windows, they eventually stopped replacing them with glass. They tried to put a big net up, but they were told they couldn't build a net high enough to keep the balls out. The golf course didn't seem to care, even though they complained a lot. Well, they probably care now. The jury has awarded them $4.9 million for damages and mental and emotional suffering. The golf course has redesigned the tee box for the 15th hole, and it's been months since a ball landed in their yard. It's amazing how quickly you move when you just lost $5 million. Yikes. Uh, I went out over the weekend to Pittsburgh, see my buddy who lives there. He's a big foodie. We tried a lot of different things. One of the places we went to, went to a place called Umami. Uh, umami. In, uh, in the Pittsburgh downtown area, and they have... Japanese street food elevated is kind of what they do. All right. And we go in, we sit down. First off, I'm given sake. I've never had sake. It's delicious, though. But I didn't know sake can be served cold or warm. I was unaware of this. So I drank the sake. It's been 75 degrees out. I've been sweating my ass off walking all over. Take a sip of the sake, and it's warm. I wasn't prepared. But here's why my yikes is about that. The food... Food was delicious. Drinks were delicious. It was great. But I tried something called takoyaki, which was excellent. And I'm eating it and I say, what is this? My buddy, without blinking, goes, oh, it's octopus balls. My dumb brain for half a second thought, like, testicles? And then I realized, no, <laughs> they're octopus, not steer. Like, what are we talking? Like, or cattle. I guess steer don't have. Anyway, the point is, I for a second thought I was eating that. You and think realized, octopus has like a big nutsack there? He was eating, <laughs> eating the balls. <laughs> That's my yikes, because I'm so dumb. For half a second, I was like, are these like Rocky Mountain oysters? What are we doing? And then I figured out, no, it's just a ball of stuff that happens to There's have octopus, octopus in, it. in it. It's very good. All right. All right, the Reds were able to actually have a lead at the end of the first inning yesterday. They had gone 99 innings without holding a lead at the end of an inning. That was the sixth longest streak in baseball history. I'm putting the sound where I think your yikes should be. The 1916-17 Pirates actually hold the longest streak in history. They went 130 innings, yikes, without holding a lead at the end of an inning, yikes. Angel Hernandez proves every time he umps a game, he is the worst in the business. Philly slugger Kyle Schwarber had enough of his badness yesterday, was tossed out of the game. According to umpire auditor, Angel missed 19 calls on Sunday. His correct percentage was at 85.3%, which is god-awful. He called a strike on a pitch that missed the zone by 6.47 inches which is the worst in baseball so far this season. Yikes. He rang up six batters on balls that were outside of the zone. But he will keep his job 
and probably get postseason assignments because, well, of course he will. Yikes. Uh, so, Mike, I'm going to actually bring up a, a bunch of stats brought up by Reddit user BabyBotBurgers. So just bear with. The Mavericks, Suns, and Grizzlies, they all had a chance to go up 3-1 in their respective series in the NBA playoffs, round one. Uh, in those games, those game fours, where all those three teams lost, instead of going up 3-1, those series are all now tied at 2-2. Their opponents in those games shot 42 free throws, 40 free throws, and 42 free throws in all three of those games. Comparatively, Jazz shot 42 free throws over the Mavs, 23. Timberwolves got 40 free throws compared to the Grizzlies, 25. Pelican shot 42 compared to the Suns, 15. Now, is that a giant conspiracy theory? Does that mean that this was all a fix? No, it doesn't. What it does mean, though, is that NBA refs are bad in the way that all three of those games that those teams shot more free throws, they were at home. So is it is it there was a fix to try to get these series evened up, or is it sometimes referees can't differentiate when they're in a home crowd and they give in? I think that's what it is, and I'm going to say yikes to that. All right, let's go back to the Reds again with another yikes. They finally won yesterday, and they're now 3-13. and 13. Yikes. <laughs> they had lost 11 consecutive games, and all were by multiple runs. That was the longest streak in the month of April in baseball history. Yikes. A new study says humans instinctively choose their food based on the micronutrients it offers. Here's a quote from the dummy leading the study. For the first time in almost a century, we've shown humans are more sophisticated in their food choices and appear to select based on specific micronutrients rather than simply eating everything and getting what they need by default. So why am I calling this person a dummy? Here's why. In experiments involving 128 adults, the team measured preference by showing participants images of different fruit and vegetable pairings. This showed they preferred certain food combinations more than others. For example, apple and banana might be chosen slightly more often than apple and blackberries. Fish and chips or Indian curry and rice were chosen more than meal combinations generated randomly, such as fries and Indian food. Is this the human body being selective about nutrients or just choosing more popular foods and things that are frequently served with each other? This is a waste of time. Yikes! I'll just say quickly, buying shoes has become a yikes for me because now it might be my feet. It might be how shoes are made. I find that I go to one brand and I am a size, size and a half different in another brand. Like I usually wear 10 and a half wide. That's what I find. Instead, yesterday I'm trying on shoes. I was trying on a nine and my feet are swimming in the shoe. I had to, I looked at the shoe. I had to open Maybe it up and shrinking. look. Well, then I shrinking no, foot. Then I, same store, different brand of shoe. I put on a different brand and they were tens and I couldn't fit my foot in them. What is going on with shoes? They don't make any sense or my foot is weird. One of the two. Yikes. All right. Running out of time here. But the uh, the Pirates won three out of four against the Cubs at Wrigley over the weekend. But they lost one game 21 to nothing to the Cubs. Yikes. That's the largest shutout loss. Well, not the largest. It's the second largest in Major League Baseball history. The largest was when the Cubs actually lost to the Pirates in 1975, 22 to nothing. Yikes. Yeah, but they they lost that game 21 nothing, but it had a good weekend. They took three out of four. That's what I mean. Only in baseball can you lose a game by 21 runs 
come out of the situation and say, hey, weekend, pretty good. <laughs> we were three out of four of those. So, hey, 21 nothing. you're going to have those days. I watched the USFL so you don't have to. Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for an accident on 270 northbound before I-70. It is in the clearing stages, but traffic is still slow from US-33 as it gets cleaned up. You'll also find some delays on 71 northbound between Greenlawn Avenue and I-70. Traffic is delayed there as well. This traffic report is sponsored by Safe Auto Insurance. Safe Auto Insurance offers low-down payments and flexible payment options to help the customers stay legal on the road for less. Play it safe with Safe Auto. Give us a call at 1-800-SAFE-AUTO or visit them online for your fast and free quote today. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Common man here for care, heating, and cooling. Can I tell you a secret? One of my joys in life is a good clean out. Once in a blue moon, I will take it to the next level. I have an air vent right over the toilet. So when I know a wild ride is coming, I'll turn down the AC a few minutes before it's go time. And then when I sit down, beautiful cold air greets me, blowing in my face as I do the deed. And the only people I trust to keep my crapper temp in tip-top shape, that's Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. Come for the obesity, stay for the anger. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Jason's Beef. With our guy Jason Stark coming up at 534. I will ask him about Angel Hernandez and how he sucks. I will ask him about the Reds and how they suck. I will ask him about Trevor Bauer and how he sucks. That's good. Just all what about do you want to ask him? these guys who suck. I don't know. We can we can get into it when we all get right. there. Uh, if you're watching the USFL and enjoying it, we will never be friends. I, I don't know what you people are watching. I'm quite sure that some of you did. I'm quite sure Ted was one of those people. You watched it, didn't you, Teddy? Admit it to me. I do watch some of it. I'll flip around and watch oh you know, some God. of it. Oh, my God. It is. Look, I hate all these spring leagues. I don't like watching lower tier football. But if you're going to watch lower tier, tier football, you know what? I'll do this. Harvard plays Yale or something like that. I'll flip the game on. Want to know, know why? Because there's 5,000 people there. This game is the greatest thing in their life at that moment, and there's some atmosphere. You turn on the USFL, there were 25 people. At the game I was watching. Right. It's embarrassing. They're pumping in fake crowd noise. Look, that's that doesn't make me want to watch it. The actual play on the field doesn't make me want to watch it either. We were talking about this for the game. I don't know, because I'm not Jim Lachey, if the offensive line play is that much of a gap between the USFL and the National Football League. I'm quite sure it is. But the difference is you don't notice it as much as when you're watching quarterbacks. Justin Fields, I hope great things for him because he plays for my team and I just like him. I hope that he's a fantastic quarterback. But last year, if you go by the QBR stats and all that crap, Justin Fields was the worst starting quarterback in the National Football League. If you put him on a USFL field right now, it would be like watching Jesus Christ play. <laughs> right? He'd be floating over guys. The entire offense would be him running and throwing it wherever he wants, and no one could do anything about it. The quarterbacks that they have, I don't know where they got them, servers at the Applebee's, I don't know why anybody wants to watch this level of play. I really don't. No, I don't. I I will add to your point, though, about the the crowd stuff. Because you're right. We don't know, other than the quarterback play, usually what's good or bad or the differences between an NFL wide receiver route running. 
we don't see a lot of that either, right? They don't show it on the camera as much. But I, I think you can add to that atmosphere thing because think back to the pandemic when we were watching all these sports where there were no fans, everybody was playing behind closed doors. We were tolerating it because you're watching the highest level Pat of competitions, Mahomes, right? Yes. Pat Mahomes going out there to play, right? Or, or some of the best play, Aaron Rodgers. That is what makes up for the bad atmosphere. But even for some people, I'm guaranteeing the ratings were down for a lot of these NFL games. Not a ton, not as much as some other sports, but they even dipped a little bit during the pandemic. And then it's come right back up. Well, college, football was, back. college football was the same thing. I yes. mean, you say, well, it's a lesser game there. Yes, but you're dealing with generations of history. Well, I'm, I, when I watch Ohio State, I'm doing something that I've watched happen for 40 years of my life, right? Like, when, for people who are tuning into that, it is something there's a connection to for a lot of people. Now, maybe you're not going to watch every college football game when there wasn't the atmosphere, but you probably still watch the team that you care about the most. Yeah, if the New Jersey Generals are still playing in 40 years and they happen to have they something will, they where will not have the issues 25 stand, fans in the stand, then you give them a pass. Because you've been watching them for 40 years. Well, I'm just saying, they won't get to that point. That's been my argument with the USFL or any of these spring leagues. you got to be in it for the long haul. you got to build your fan base for 10 or 15 years before you're going to get traction. And why, why did the WNBA, why were they able to sustain? They had the NBA's backing. Why did Major League Soccer stick around? They had two or three billionaires who said, we're in it until you tell us all we have to sell and it's all over. Because they believed in the product more than just we're trying to make a quick buck or get some quick ratings for our TV network. I just don't think that's something that you have for these spring leagues. You don't have an, like a, a person who's sitting there saying it does not matter how much it costs. This has to work because I like Lamar Hunt believed in soccer deeply enough that he said, I will lose money on it for 20 years if I have to to keep to make a major league soccer thing happen because he liked the game of soccer. He watched the world cup and said, that's cool. I want that here. Who's doing that with the USFL, Mike? The WNBA had the NBA sponsorship saying we have to have a women's basketball league for the no, good of Fox, basketball. Fox is saying that they're in it for the long haul and they're going to invest 150 million into this. And they realize it's not going to be easy. Every single league has said the same thing. And I've seen people say, well, Fox is involved. It's the first time a television network's been involved. Yeah. No, it's not. NBC was involved with the first version of the XFL. How'd that work out? When the ratings took a crap, they canceled it like any other show that was not performing. Everybody says they're okay with losing money until it actually comes time to lose money. But you you know watch? Because they all secretly in their head, whether they admit it or not, go, I know we could lose money. But we're not going but to. But we're not going to. Because we're, we're going to do, do it better yeah. than these other they guys. Wouldn't, they wouldn't plan. No one plans on losing money. You might know it's well, a possibility. Say, they say they do. Well, yes. I, right, but I'm saying, don't most people say, yeah, we might lose money for a little bit, but it's going to surprise you how quickly we get people behind this. And I just don't think they truly understand it. By the way, ask Joe Buck and Troy Aikman how uh, dedicated Fox is to putting on a great football product and how will they'll stick with you through thick and thin. Oh, wait, those guys were doing fantastic for 20 years and they dumped them like a sack of potatoes. Like, it didn't even matter. So... Yeah, we'll see how much money they're willing to spend on this, and we'll see how long they're willing to go to the mat for it. We will see, because it's worse than I thought. I thought that even with these games being in Birmingham, they would open up those gates, and people would have nothing to do. You'd have a few thousand drunk people to make some sort I, of atmosphere for these games. Unless it's the Birmingham team playing, there ain't nobody there. You know who comes out looking like winners? The people of Birmingham. They have too much self-respect to say, I'm going to be caught dead at that game. No kidding. I actually respect the people of Birmingham for being like, yeah, no thanks. We're not interested. Well, because you know the executives are probably saying, well, those mouth breathers, they just like football. They'll come out for anything. 
Good no, for they them won't. for saying, no, we won't. Give us a reason to. If you've missed anything from the first two hours of the program, we got you covered with the rundown. Coming up, Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for an accident causing delays on westbound 670 at I-70. It is causing some backups in that area. About a five-minute slowdown is expected. You'll also find delays on 71 northbound between 670 and 11th Avenue. Traffic is delayed there as well. This traffic report is sponsored by Safe Auto Insurance. Safe Auto Insurance offers low-down payments and flexible payment options to help the customer stay legal on the road for less. Play it safe with Safe Auto. Give us a call at 1-800-SAFE-AUTO or visit them online for your fast and free quote today. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Common man here for care, heating, and cooling. Can I tell you a secret? One of my joys in life is a good clean out. Once in a blue moon, I will take it to the next level. I have an air vent right over the toilet. So when I know a wild ride is coming, I'll turn down the AC a few minutes before it's go time. And then when I sit down, beautiful cold air greets me, blowing in my face as I do the deed. And the only people I trust to keep my crapper temp in tip-top shape, that's Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. Highly medicated, barely educated. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Jason's Beef. With our guy Jason Stark coming up at 534. Dick Masheter Ford fan poll. Which Ohio State wideout will be drafted first? Chris Olave or Garrett Wilson? Who are you taking? Mm, such a tough call. I tend to think Olave gets the nod first, but that might be because as much as I like both of those guys, I was slightly more of a Chris Olave fan, just like by a by a hair. I understand you hate Garrett Wilson. <laughs> Got it. I see, I see. Hate him. Right. Terrible. As soon as, as soon as I said it, I'm like, I'm going to get yelled at. So what, who, what's your pick? <laughs> no, I tend to agree with you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I love them both equally, though. Uh-huh. Teddy? Every uh, mock draft that I've seen has Garrett Wilson in front of Olave, so I just wanted to let you guys that's know fine. that. That's fine. All right, that's fine. I'm more or less saying... Well, you I don't guess make money in being question, right, Teddy. The question wasn't, who would you take first? The question is, who do you think is going to go first? Yeah. So that's fair. Okay. Thank you, Ted. Back to you. Thanks. No, I appreciate that. I'm glad you set us straight. Rundown. Let's do it. Common Man and T-Bones. The Rundown. The Rundown. Sponsored by Mr. Rooter Plumbing. 855 Misters. Reds finally got a victory yesterday, improving to 3-13 and 13 on the season. They are off today. They host the Padres tomorrow. Guardians get swept out by the Yankees, and they get things thrown at them in the process. It was not a pretty weekend in the Bronx. Does that mean that all Yankee fans are terrible? No. Those Yankee fans. Yeah, the ones they who did were that terrible. Are, I mean, you got you have to understand when you go to a professional baseball game, you go to any type of professional sporting event, tensions are high. A lot of people pay a lot of money to go to these games. Even those fans sitting in the air quotes cheap seats, those aren't cheap. The amount of money it costs to go to these games. So people think they go to these games, they want to have a great experience, they want to enjoy themselves. What I don't understand is like when I go to the supermarket, I constantly am concerned, and this is just my own mental issues, but I'm constantly concerned, like, am I blocking this aisle if I leave my cart here for a second to go grab something? Am I, is this in the way? Am I in the way? Because I'm kind of a bigger guy. Like, I'm always conscious of, I don't want to ruin everybody else's experience. That's at the grocery store where it's free to walk in. That's because you have shame. 
Right. These I've, people I've have no felt shame. lots of shame. I don't understand people who go to a baseball game and act like that and throw things at players. Number one, because you're a horrible person for doing that. But how are you not like embarrassed to look at the fellow people next to you who didn't throw things? No, you double down on it the next day and start chanting crybaby at people. They have to put increased security in the section. Ugh. No, this- they weren't ashamed of themselves. Look, there are a lot of us out there. They realize that we're just disgusting animals. Underneath all this clothes, we can shower as many times as we want. We are just disgusting animals. We have terrible instincts. Most of us are aware of that and try and do something about it. Yeah. Right? Like you just said. A constant quest to make yourself right. better. But there are some of us, when it's like the first 75 degree day of the year, which is what it was in the Bronx on Saturday, yeah. that just like climb on top of people and start humping. They go right back to their animal instinct. And that's, hey, I'm happy my team scored a run. I'm going to throw a bottle on the field. Most normal people would say, what the hell are you doing? Right. But yes. these people have no shame. And, and again, I have lost my mind watching a game and seeing a call go against my team. I have been as happy as I've ever been watching teams win championships. At no point have I thought, you know what a good thing to do is? Let's throw a physical object at those other physical humans over this stupid game. Well, I, I say the same thing when your team wins a championship. You go outside and light the couch on fire. What, what the right. hell are what we does doing? What that have to do with hey, it? Hey, right. my team won. Let me set this car on fire. What are we doing here? We're animals. Some people just don't have that gene. Yeah, I guess maybe it's the other thing, too. If some people need to learn how to handle emotion, because maybe they're just emotionally stunted, I guess, but... Here, when you're happy about something, or you're angry about something, or you're just kind of like excited because of something, or you're like, I don't know, whatever your amped up emotions are at that moment, that does not mean you need to go take that out on other people. It doesn't mean you need to throw things, flip over cars, like all the stuff we see with bad sports fan behavior. It's not cool. And you're right. We see it for positives and negatives. That's the weird thing that if anything, I don't want to say it was a positive, right? When a guy gets hurt. It was a positive that for Yankees fans, they were in the game. They got to tie it up. And so then they later win the game and they throw more stuff on the field to celebrate. This wasn't yeah. even they're mad about a bad call, which yeah, is a, still bad. It's a big game in April. Don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> a big game in April. A big You're game right. in April. They all matter. And for some ungodly reason, even though the Guardians played in the Bronx yesterday, they are playing in Anaheim tonight. All right. Jackets beat the Oilers yesterday, scored three go- four goals in the third period. My guy Nick Blankenberg scores his first career goal. I was told that uh, mom and dad were there yesterday, too. How great is to that? To witness it. He's a, he's a great story, isn't he? I think that's a really cool thing that's happening right now with the Jackets, and it's a nice thing at the end of the season to get to see. You know, I don't know what it's going to mean next year. I don't know if you... I don't think you're going to build a team full of Nick Blankenbergs. I don't think that's where this team needs to go, but... It's cool that he has a spot on the roster right now, and maybe he'll be a part of things going forward with this organization. Three more games left to go, just one more home game. The season wraps up this week. Various reports about Baker Mayfield today. I saw one that said a trade is coming soon, and the Browns will have to eat some of his contract. I saw another report saying he is not getting traded before the first round of the draft, which of course is this week. You would assume that after the first round, if teams can't get the quarterback that they think they're going to get, all of a sudden Baker becomes more attractive. Yeah, maybe. Um, I wonder, though, if there's something that allows... 
like the other side of that is a player, a team could look at Baker Mayfield and say, well, though, if we get him before the draft, take him out of that rotation, then we don't have to draft a quarterback, right? Or we can, we don't, the quarterback draft this year is not that strong. There are, there are not a lot of top end prospects at that position. And obviously someone's going to go pretty high. A couple players will go in the top 10 that are quarterbacks. Does that mean they are like top 10 level quarterbacks no, in the NFL? Teams are desperate. Yeah. So I'm saying, I wonder if there won't be teams who say, let's get that settled. So on draft night, we don't have to use one of our picks on a quarterback. We can point to him and say, see, we fixed quarterback or that's what we're doing this year. And then if we're bad again with him next year's a better draft for quarterbacks. Maybe that to me would, I would want to go get that taken care of before the draft. I would not want to waste a draft pick on one of these quarterbacks this year. A couple of Ryan Day's guys have entered the transfer portal. Yeah, so uh, first off, we have Noah Potter. He is a defensive lineman who has said he is going to be moving on. Redshirt junior, uh, four-star recruit back in 2019 out of Menor. He had an issue this year where, sorry, in 2021, this past season, where he had a multitude of injuries, but one of them was a detached retina, which apparently nearly cost him his vision and his right eye. So that that's how did he? How did it happen? Was it a football it injury? I, it doesn't say here, and I don't recall the story well enough to know. But yeah, I, I'm, I, it could have been that. But certainly good that that did not happen, and his his injury was, I guess, fixed. Anyway, now he's going to transfer on because defensive line for this team, despite last year maybe some underperformance, there's still a lot of guys there who have played a lot and are going to play a lot ahead of him. So he kind of probably read the writing on the wall and said, "Nah, it's okay. I'm good. I get it." Also, safety Andre Turrentine has entered the portal as well. So he was a redshirt freshman who only played the four games last year you can play while you're redshirting. Showed up in the spring game, though, got a lot of snaps, played a lot of you know of the opportunities he was given and made a lot of plays, too, had nine tackles. So people were pointing to him as like, all right, maybe this is a guy who has a chance, too. But safety position also kind of locked up right now. A lot of guys ahead of him. So he has decided to put his name in the portal. Uh, Kermonte Hamilton started out as a tight end. He then moved over to playing defense. He is now transferring to Memphis, but he was already in the portal. And all that said, this Buckeyes are now at 85 scholarships, so that seems like they're in the place they want to be. We have some Buckeye basketball transfer news coming up shortly. And happy days. Throw things on the field. The crew have snapped their losing streak with a scoreless tie against Kansas City. So they got a point, but didn't score a goal. They have not scored in 360 minutes of Major League Soccer play. It's tough right now. I don't know what the answer is for the crew other than you've got to get guys scoring who are not at your forward position. Well, you got to get your forward scoring. Miguel Barry is the only one there right now who I have any faith in, and he's had a tough start to the year. Lucas Zellerion is the only player for the crew that can really put a goal in out of nothing. Everybody else needs it to fall perfectly for them. Crew just have to find different ways to score. They're going to need to get reinforcements in here over the summer. Hopefully that'll happen. Um, but Well, you know something. I don't know anything. You're being sneaky. I don't know anything. What you are you talking gonna go about? out and spend a lot of money on somebody. You're being no, rimmer right now. Here's what I know. I know that when they trade away Jossie Zardes, he's on the last year of his contract. So were they going to not be looking for someone anyway? If you go look at what the crew have done over the last few years, when they've had a guy in the last year of his contract, they go out and bring in some other guy. Last year, they brought in Steven Marrera. Harrison Offal was at the end of his deal. He's a right back who was brought in to replace the right back who was going out of his contract. So they were looking at players, I'm quite sure, before moving Jossie Zardes. What sucks is 
There's no, it wasn't like they traded him and then said, oh, announcement coming Monday. Here's the new striker. Like, they're not going to have that, unfortunately. So now we have to find out if maybe they'll announce tomorrow or seven weeks from now or in August. I don't know when this will happen, but I would not believe that they would have done this and not had some kind of plan. Here's the question all crew fans have. When are we going to get to find that plan out? Because it ain't the offseason. We're currently playing games and not scoring goals, so a solution needs to be reached as quickly as possible. I just don't know how quickly that's going to happen. Common Man and T-Bones, The Rundown. The Rundown. Sponsored by Mr. Rooter Plumbing. 855-MISTERS. Chris Holtman gets one and loses one. Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. You'll find an earlier accident has cleared from westbound 670 at I-70. All lanes have reopened, but traffic is still slow as it recovers, and you'll find some delays on 71 northbound between 670 and 11th Avenue. That's going to be a five-minute delay. This traffic report is sponsored by Safe Auto Insurance. Safe Auto Insurance offers low-down payments and flexible payment options to help the customer stay legal on the road for less. Play it safe with Safe Auto. Give us a call at 1-800-SAFE-AUTO or visit them online for your fast and free quote today. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Oh, hello! talking to my annoying friend Duchess Kumquat she was retelling a very dramatic story about how her and Lord Beaverqueef were stuck sleeping in a very hot room because their janky air conditioning unit took a crapola they were so hot and sweaty it took them out of the mood for getting hot and sweaty don't be like Kumquat and Beaverqueef call my friends at Care Heating and Cooling Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company Beaverqueef can trust. Checks in radio may be dumber than they appear. This is Man and Bone. Gonna take some gasoline burner house down. Jason's it's a singing day today. Good. Is coming up at 5.34. We're going to talk about the Reds. We're going to talk about how Angel Hernandez is the worst umpire ever. Talk about how it's raining sideways where we are right now. Yeah. Be careful. Mm-hmm. You know what? I don't care. I don't know why people say that. What do you mean you don't be care? Be careful. Don't be careful. You don't care? I don't care. Oh, I say it all the time. Someone leaves my house late at night. Well, that's because you, know? you care about them. Well, I'm saying if they leave my house late at night, I always say, hey, let me know when you get back. Just give me a text. <laughs> Do you really? Yeah, because straight. I've left your house late at night. You never say that to me. No, because I don't care. Well, exactly. That hurts my feelings. <laughs> I'm open about not caring. You apparently care about some people, not no. about me. I send, I'd say, send me a text. You know, do that. It's a very Midwest thing to do, but there's deer. I'm always afraid. Oh, that's my biggest fear. You're going to drive at night. Deer. You come see my. You're going to come to my house. You're going to leave. You throw th- thumbtacks. Thumbtacks. Thumb, I do that on too. On the driveway when I'm leaving. That's right. See you later, loser. I put them down on the table too, and then I light it on fire, and then I throw you off the balcony. Mm-hmm. That's the first thing we try to do. It never works. That's the Elam ending. That's what that's that is. <laughs> we got to create controversy. Got to create it. It's got to be exciting. All right. Chris Holtman gets one, loses one. Doesn't really lose one, but doesn't get. Uh, Nigel Peck. This is the guy that I wanted, the transfer from Kansas yeah, State. that would have been awesome. Shoots 43% from behind the arc, 17 points a game. He doesn't just score, he manufactures his points. He decided to go to Miami. Uh, he also gets an $800,000 NIL deal. 
with Life Wallet. Okay. That's not totally surprising, right? The name, image, and likeness is factoring into some of this? Yeah. And that's it's kind of what people are doing now. It's it's out there. Why wouldn't you? Oh, he also gets a new car as well. Oh. So he gets eight hundred grand hey. and a new car. Let him live. Uh, the guy the Buckeyes did get, what is his name? Uh, West it's... Virginia, Sam McNeil. Right. He's in Jurassic Park. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good joke. He is 6'3", 210-pound guard. Sean McNeil. Yeah. Did I say Sam? Uh, you said Sam McNeil. It's not Sam Sean. McNeil. It's Sean. 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 Uh, Sean scored 12 points a game, 2.5 rebounds a game, 1.4 assists per game for West Virginia last right. year. Uh, he is 6'3", 210 what else do I have to say about this guy? Nothing. No, he's a he's a guard. Yeah, and so they need they need guards. You need guards and Malachi. Help. Still has not decided if he's going to go into the draft. He says I just got to get some more feedback. I don't really know what to expect. The NBA draft can go anywhere. So just trying to see where I'm going to stand at. Well, if the feedback from actual NBA scouts is the same feedback that all the NBA pundits are giving, he's I would I would be shocked if he comes back. Right. Me too. Everybody that I have seen that has looked at him from a punditry standpoint says, oh, yeah, top 20, 25 pick. Definitely going first round. Definitely a guy that will make a roster and all that stuff. If the scouts are saying, man, you're likely to get drafted on day two or, you know, not day two, round two, and then it's going to be a struggle for you to make the roster, then, of course, that would make more sense for him to come back. But I don't think that's going to be the case. I think they're going to look at his measurables and see the talent that he already possesses and say, yeah, you're, you're NBA quality. We can get you in and get you on a team right now. I did see some Buckeye fans arguing about this because I guess Malachi came out and said the Holt man was one of the guys who told him you need to test the waters. Of course. You need to go and see what they're saying about the NBA. And I saw some Buckeye fans say, why would you do that? You want him to come back. You want to win games. Yes, but you also know that part of your job is just not lying to kids and saying, oh, the best chance for success is for you to come back. First of all, they're not stupid. They've got 15 other people talking in the other side of their ear. They can go online and read mock drafts. You're not going to pull the wool over anybody's eyes when it comes to their standing in the NBA. Second of all, if you're Chris Holtman, you can't afford to get the reputation as a guy who's going to hold people back. Your goal is to go out there and attract the next Malachi Branham and try and convince them, I'm going to have your best interest at heart. If you get the reputation of holding your guys back and lying to them, how are you going to do that? Well, right, and I know that it's right to be cynical with sports. I am as cynical as anyone when it comes to why coaches do what they do. But And I'm not saying this just because he's an Ohio State coach. I'm saying this from the standpoint, it's not a great place for us to be as a society or as a group of people when a millionaire coach looks at a guy who has made very little money to this point in his career and looks at that dude and says, you should stay here to benefit me, the millionaire, not you, the guy who wants to be a millionaire. I'm going to tell you something that's not beneficial for you because it would benefit me. Some coaches definitely, I'm sure, have done that in the past. We shouldn't be arguing that that's the way to go and you're a bad coach if you don't do that. No, it is right, like you said, because if you're going to get the next Malachi Branham to come here, everyone around him is going to want to know that Chris Holman's going to provide the right guidance and help him make the right decisions. But it's also because that's like the decent human thing to do. I would like to believe that Malachi Branham and Chris Holman have a relationship beyond just the transactional nature of college basketball. And if if that's 
if he's in a leadership position with Malachi Branham, wouldn't it make sense that he would look at him and say, look, man, I'd love to have you come back here, but you'd be stupid to pass up this opportunity if this is the feedback you're getting. Now, it would be wrong of him to hype him up to a point that's not reasonable. That doesn't sound like that's what's happening. No. I don't think, I'm just saying, like, financial planners have a thing called fiduciary duty where it's like, yeah, it may not be beneficial for me to tell you this, but you should do it because it's the best for your finances. I feel like college basketball coaches and college football coaches should be held to that too. Like, yeah, it's not beneficial for my football team or my basketball team. It's beneficial for your bottom line to go to the draft now. This is the time to go if that's the right, if that's truly the right thing. By the way, speaking of uh, fiduciary, and financial planning. Yeah. If you have a 401k, don't be like me and look at it today. <laughs> now, I had to because there was a little discrepancy on my paycheck, so I wanted to make sure everything was going where it was supposed to go. Right. And I had to log on and see my 401k amount. Just don't do it. It's, well, you know what? It's not meant to be looked at every no, single day. No, I know day. that. I get it. But we, you know, when things are going well... I like logging in and checking out that number. Oh, it makes oh, you feel good, look how right? much I gained. I didn't even do anything. Look at all this money I made. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now it's, look how much money I lost. Right, right. So, Can well, I come live with you? <laughs> I think you'll be okay. I think you'll be all right, buddy. Teddy, did you look at yours recently? I mean, Teddy's got the big I, cash in there. I yeah. did take a look the other day and yeah. I noticed, yeah, how'd it go? Good. It's, it's down like 15% or something like well, that yeah, since the start course. of the year. And then I'm like, well, wait, and am I putting money in for my paycheck? Did that get, you know, messed up? And yeah, you are putting it in and then but, instantly losing it. You're hey, lighting you're not, that money on fire. You're not losing it. You're gaining a <laughs> stock that's declining in value. And Yikes. it may go back up at some point and then you've, no, then I'm, you've it, of course it will go back up, but yeah, that's what you got to tell yourself. We're going to keep on that. And I'm with you, by the way. I I do the same thing. I see I see it go down. I get sad. It goes up. I get happy. It's Is that wrong for humans? We should feel that way. But you got to look at the bigger picture. You can't just get locked into like one no, day and then I know, change course, everything. But I, you know, I'm also locked in because I'm a, I'm a younger guy, right? Right. In theory. Mentally, I'm 200 years old. But I'm and, a younger and guy. And somehow seven years old. And so, well, yes, true <laughs> like enough. Both of those are I'm true. I'm 207. Right. I'm a complex guy. Yeah. But I also have like the aggressive investing ah, is it, track. Yeah, right. That's Because I'm the, not retiring tomorrow. That's yeah. what they say. You want to go a little little bigger on that. Yes. Hopefully so get the bigger gains. When you lose money, you really lose money. Right. On but, the aggressive track. But then it should tail off at the end, right? Where I don't know. When there's zero left. No, no, I mean at the end where you get like 10 years, 5 years from retirement and then it's like, yes, oh, now then we're going to level it the, off the and path. We're going to make it a little more conservative and steady and that's that's good too. That's what you're supposed to do. Jason's beef is coming up next. He's made money. I don't know how, but in the 401k market, he's made money. <laughs> Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good evening. You'll find an earlier accident has cleared from 270 northbound before I-70. All lanes have reopened, but traffic is still slow as it recovers. Plan on some residual backups from US-33. This traffic report is sponsored by Ohio 811. Contact 811 at least 40 hours before you dig, and Ohio811.org will notify the utilities to mark underground lines for your projects. It's the law. Dominion Energy of Ohio, Centerpoint Energy, Duke Energy, and Columbia Gas are reminding you to know what's below. I'm Leanna Ray with fan traffic. Oh, hello! I was talking to my annoying friend, Duchess Kumquat. 
She was retelling a very dramatic story about how her and Lord Beaverqueef were stuck sleeping in a very hot room because their janky air conditioning unit took a crapola. They were so hot and sweaty, it took them out of the mood for getting hot and sweaty. Don't be like Kumquat and Beaverqueef. Call my friends at Care Heating and Cooling. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company Beaverqueef can trust. He likes baseball. He likes solar eclipses. He likes Shohei Otani. But he loves roast beef sandwiches. It's time for Jason's Beef with everyone's favorite baseball writer, podcaster, author, and former mustache owner, Jason Stark. Now, a more professional show would go back to Big Voice Guy and say, Hey, man, you didn't say Shohei Otani properly. We are not professional. We left it in there as Otani. Yeah. Jason doesn't care. Hello, Jason. (laughs) The voice sounds familiar. Is this Mike? (laughs) I wasn't here for one week. What's the matter with you? It was only one week. I'm sorry. It's good to talk to you. It was the one week that was the first week, though, where you, like, we brought the segment back and you were not here. So it's been a while since you guys have talked. That's fair. Well, I'm glad to talk to you. How you doing? I am good. How are you doing? I'm fine. I'd ask if you grew the mustache back, but I watch you on television now and the answer is no. Are you ever (laughs) going to bring it back? Uh, How many times have we discussed this? (laughs) I think it's every year. The era of the mustache... Is ancient history no, now, man? No, it's back. It is. It's, it's in fashion again. There is some truth to that, but I, I think I've explained this to you before. Like, this is not a decision that is only mine. You know, there are, there are female members of my family who have a vote on this. All right. It's very, very influential vote. I just want you to get your priorities straight. You know, your wife, I'm sure, is very nice, but come on. You and I have a once-a-week <laughs> engagement here. <laughs> What's more important? That's a good point. And it's on the radio. So that's yeah, really even better. I, I feel like this is like spring training. Jason, would you say your upper lip is feeling better than it ever has? Is that what's going on there? And you just don't want to put a mustache on it? Is that what's happening? My lip is in the best shape of its life. <laughs> there you go. Exactly. Uh, Angel Hernandez in rare form. He was uh, himself yesterday. Kyle Schwarber did not appreciate it. Now that Joe West is gone, Angel Hernandez is the most obnoxious person, I think, in Major League Baseball. Just because he's so bad, I have long said that being a Major League Baseball umpire is like getting elected to the Supreme Court. You choose when you want to leave or you die. There's no replacing you. I know the the excuse that we'll get is, oh, Major League Baseball wants robot umps, so that's where we're going. Well, is it as simple as robot umps or get some people up here that actually know what they're doing? We take <laughs> We take the best players from minor league baseball every single year and we bring them up. Why don't we have the same arrange- arrangement with umpires who are not performing up to expectations? Well, your Supreme Court analogy is actually totally correct. <laughs> He's not going anywhere because the umpires union and the labor agreement with the umpires union essentially makes it impossible for anybody to do anything about this except what Kyle Schwarber did last night and throw stuff and yell stuff. Um, that tactic was entertaining. It's not going to get Angel Hernandez out of the league, if that's what you're intimating. Why is it that the umpires union has such a strong hold on this with 
with the league, Jason. Is is there any like? Can you explain why that is such a difficult position for the league now? Well, um, I mean, there was that period. When was it that Sandy Alderson took charge of the umpires? Basically blew up the old umpires union and forced a bunch of umpires out. I, whenever that was, uh, since then the umpires have steadily regained control of their, of their group. And there's just, there's just not much we can do. And everybody knew this was coming. I, I wasn't, I'm, as you know, I'm from Philadelphia. I was not there last night. I was there this weekend. That was a topic that guy working home plate in a Sunday night game was a topic before it ever happened. We knew what was coming. Uh, not just sports writers who are trying to kill time before they start serving the ice cream. Uh, we're talking about people from both teams knew this was coming. It's just hard to imagine that it could have been as bad as it was. You guys follow like these, uh, these umpires grading sites on yeah he missed, he missed one ball that was like six and a half inches off the plate last night yeah, and called it a strike that was the worst strike call by an umpire all year according to umpire auditor and according to umpire scorecards nearly one in every four pitches he called a strike was actually a ball and i keep thinking suppose i was as inaccurate as him how long would i keep my job I'm going to guess not 32 years, which is how long he's done this. Jason's beef with Jason Stark here on The Fan. You know, this time of year we see things that aren't real. We see teams that are fake good. We see teams that aren't as bad as they look. But, you know, the Reds got themselves a victory yesterday, but they are 3-13. and 13. They, are, they are terrible. Are they as bad as we see right now? They're tanking, right? Tan- tanking is happening. Tanking is sad. Um tanking and telling your customers where else are you going to go to go watch this that's really sad and offensive well, we we covered that last week I, I guess you missed that but uh Look what, at you. What, <laughs> <laughs> i understand that they have had some injuries i'm so sorry nick castellanos is not injured he plays somewhere else sonny gray isn't injured he plays somewhere else jesse winker isn't injured he plays somewhere else i could keep going but this is this is the owner deciding it was time to tank. It's not about the front office. There are a lot of really good people in that front office. This is about the Castellinis, and you should keep this in mind. Every once in a while, the Castellinis are going to Castellini, and that's what they're doing. Yeah, and they and they continue to be kind of ruinous to baseball, Jason. But I, I want to switch over to the Cleveland Guardians for a second because that issue that they had at Yankee Stadium was not a great scene for baseball at all. Stephen Kwan runs into the wall, gets hurt, and it went downhill from there. You know what is major? What are the what is the talk around the league about that reaction from Yankees fans and just how poorly they all acted? I know the term "bad apples" gets thrown around a lot, but at what point do you say like? Bad apples or not, we have to find a way to make it safe for our players, and we have to figure out how to make it safe for the other fans. Because if I was sitting next to all that, I would have felt very uncomfortable as a fan watching all that go down. Yeah, no doubt. Um, You know, I'm not comfortable saying that Yankees fans are the worst fans in baseball. Those people the other day, they don't represent the Yankee fans I know. Um, They do represent the worst part of humanity. And here's my rule of thumb. Would we tolerate behavior like that 
in any other walk of life. I'm pretty sure we wouldn't. Like if you did that to somebody at work or at school or at dinner or at a bar, what would happen? You'd be in court. Okay. So nobody who does what that group of people did should ever be allowed to buy another ticket to a professional baseball game. And I think it's that simple. Um, this is an age now where people don't walk into the park with paper tickets. They have electronic tickets. So they're easily identifiable. So identify them and let's make this stop. Jason's beef with Jason Stark here on The Fan. Trevor Bauer's leave was extended again last week. And it seems like this is just a formality. Every single time it expires, they're going to extend it again. The district attorney has already said that there's not enough to press legal charges here. What is the end game for Trevor Bauer in Major League Baseball? Um, I guess I would ask the end game for whom? Because you have more, you have multiple parties. Uh, you, have, you have the Dodgers. Their end game is they don't want Trevor Bauer to ever pitch for them again. And they want him to be suspended for as many games as possible so they don't have to pay him and they can use the money on other stuff. Uh, you have Major League Baseball, which clearly has the right to suspend him regardless of what happened in his criminal case. Uh, it's spelled out in the, in the specific agreement on this stuff. Uh, no doubt Major League Baseball is determining right now how many games that suspension will be. I think it's safe to predict it will be a lot. But then there is Trevor Bauer himself, and his end game is is really different than theirs. He has essentially told baseball, "You cannot suspend me. I'm innocent. The charges against me have been dropped. The the quote unquote relationship." as, um, I'm trying to think how to describe this, as uncomfortable as it might make anyone or everyone was consensual. So what he's telling them is, if they suspend him, he is going to appeal. So that's what's holding this up. Um, Major League Baseball needs to issue a suspension. It can defend on appeal in every way. Uh, and it's going to be messy. So uh, the one thing I'm sure of is they're racking up many billable hours right now trying to get to their end game. I assume the Players Association would defend him if he appeals? Have to defend him. Right. Um, he, like, the, the ultimate end game is, is he ever going to pitch again? Right. I doubt that seriously. He is so radioactive right now in every way. And especially if he appeals, like I don't see how any team would touch him. So this is really about him salvaging as much money as he can force the Dodgers to pay him before he goes and pitches in the Pioneer League or wherever he winds up. Jason, I always enjoy talking to you. I promise I will be here next week. You know what? I'm going to circle that on my circle schedule. Circle it. <laughs> I can't promise. wait. Thank you, buddy. Look forward to it, man. See ya. Jason's Beef with Jason Stark on the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems Fan Guest Hotline. Back page coming up. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. 
Good evening. Watch out for an accident still causing slowdowns on 270 southbound at West Broad Street. Traffic is backed up to I-70 as things get cleaned up. Please be cautious in the meantime. You'll also find delays on I-71 northbound between 670 and 11th Avenue, a five-minute delay. This traffic report is sponsored by Ohio 811. Contact 811 at least 48 hours before you dig, and Ohio811.org will notify the utilities to mark underground lines near projects. It's the law. Dominion Energy of Ohio, Centerpoint Energy, Duke Energy, and Columbia Gas are reminding you to know what's below. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. The podcast is brought to you by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. I end every commercial the same way, telling you to hire care when you need a company you can trust. It's not just a slogan. It's the Care Creed with arms wide open. The way they live their life and the way they strive to be remembered by you, the customer, at the end of every interaction with Care. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. Buckeye Show coming up at the top of the hour. The fine host of the Buckeye Show, your friend and mine, Timmy Hall. Hello, Timmy. Oh, you guys. Bone Man. Oh, yeah. Happy Wet Monday. I was uh, telling the people mm-hmm. that mm. you were obsessed with Cristiano Ronaldo. Oh, God. Over the. <laughs> Well, it's funny because I didn't see that tweet go wow. out. I, I mean, you were Look. you were texting him, you were tweeting about Cristiano Ronaldo. I mean, you were. What happened? Did you were you watching a game or you just saw the news thing no, come down? That it just had, it just popped up on my. You feed. saw that tweet from ESPN. Oh, and then something said else he, popped up, twi- didn't it? <laughs> yeah, it, it popped. Twitter knows that I like to look at hot dudes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, it may not so anymore. It fills up when, my feed with now it. that Elon Musk yeah. is taking over. Maybe he'll undo all the algorithms, and you'll and no, you'll have that. No, he's no, a he's going to double down. Yeah, he's double down on him. He's all right, a smart guy. All right, he knows that's what good. I like. All right, <laughs> he does. <laughs> <laughs> by the by, the yeah. way, to the the look at him, common man and T boneism is the most popular used one in our household. Look at him. Yeah, really. That's that's even more than must be nice. It's. Yeah, I guess from day to day, must be nice. And oh, I don't give you credit for must be nice. I think that's kind of on all of us. Well, I didn't say that I deserve credit, but I mean, something that we say. We say it on the show. But but yeah, I know what you mean. You guys have things that are staples that you started to say or you started to do. And I put that one on you. Like the look, the look at them. That's this show. And it's just fun to do. Like that's exactly what I thought of when that picture rolled across my my hands just oh look at him well i was telling mike earlier if the picture you saw and then i don't know what other pictures you sent to him but like cristiano ronaldo is is built feet up i mean the whole body is amazing right (laughs) but work of art on soccer players specifically the legs Timmy, the legs, the picture you had was like waist up of him with no right. shirt on. You don't even get to appreciate when you the, see the musculature. <laughs> right. What are we doing? The legs are a fantastic <laughs> right, the piece to that whole thing. Oh, the, the calves. Oh, my God. Calves oh. for days. Jeez. Does not skip leg what, day. What about the uh, the neck? The ve- well, you that's too the neck. Veiny. Too no, veiny. you kept saying it's a little. No, but he's in veiny beast mode, though. Those are going to die down. That's going to die down. I when get, he poses for the statue, it dies down. I don't know why I get mad at that, but that's not a vein. That's a ligament. All it has right. to be. It's so big Fine. and thick. It can't be a vein. So big and thick. Yeah, veins don't flex <laughs> like veiny that. Veiny no. <laughs> Cristiano. What's coming up on the Buckeye Show? Coming up tonight, going to have two full hours with my friend Antonio Pittman. He's a good-looking man. He Look at Antonio. Look at him. 
Way hotter than Beanie Wells. Why are we doing I don't know. Dueling <laughs> Vince McMahon impersonations. <laughs> so he's gonna be by we will we'll get his opinion on the running back room here at Ohio State in two thousand twenty two, how he thinks that number breakdown is gonna look like. And I'm also gonna get him to do his top five Ohio State running backs of all time. Oh. So that'll happen Very in nice. the first hour. Can't wait to hear what his five are. Is he gonna be on the list? I a little is thing putting, called We'll see. Okay. Is he putting what? I was going to say, is he putting himself on the oh, list? Yeah. Would you? No. No. No, me He's neither. Good. Good career. Very good. Yeah, he had a good career. I don't know if he would rightfully put himself in the top five. I hey, have to look at his it's numbers. His, it's his list. Yeah. He can put we'll himself at all five spots. <laughs> I like how common man puts... Pittman. Mike puts the awkward question out there and then leaves you to deal with the fallout of whatever your answer is. And then he goes Uh away. And then now we're gone. (laughs) And now you're doing a show with a guy that you just debated. Is he a top five running back or not? So there you go. I I said he was my guy. What are you talking about? Did you put in your top five? No. I will see. There you go. Man, that's just so rude. Why is it rude? rude. Why can't he be my guy and still not be a top five running back? He's listening right now and he's not even in your top five. Hey, come over over for dinner. Am I one of your best friends? No. (laughs) I hate your guts. But enjoy the dinner. You're my ninth best friend. Hey, I invited you over here, right? So you should be okay with whatever I say now. Right? That's all that works? I don't know why we can't just have honest conversations. That's why, because we're people. (laughs) Hey, how's your day going? <laughs> it sucks. No, you don't do that. You go, oh, that's good. How's your day? Oh, I'm good. And then you move on. You don't. All right, you don't have the right, fine. Antonio Pittman, top number, five. Number one. Top five. Best ever. <laughs> there we got it. Archie, we got it done. It's been there a good go. run for you. Just right. drop dead. That's it. <laughs> hey, you wanted honesty. You're don't kidding. complain now. No. That's not honesty That's either. That's not honesty. Buckeye no. Show, top of the hour, right here on The Fan. Back page. The Back Page. The Back Page. With Common Man and T-Bone. Sponsored by Care Heating and Cooling. When you need a company you can trust, call 1-800-COOLING. Bone. Man lies for a living. Suddenly, he sucked up to a lie detector test. I don't know how that happened, but there we are. Britney Spears says she's going on social media hiatus for a little while. So if you're someone who cared about that. Thank God you've announced it, Britney. I know. Isn't that your favorite thing? Don't just not post for a while. Right. Tell us. Yep. Exactly right. Uh, Meanwhile, Chris Rock's mom has talked about the situation where her son got slapped by Will Smith. So Rose Rock, which I did not know her name is Rose Rock, but... Sounds like a Stephen King novel. That or sounds like a name Vince McMahon would give to a female wrestler. It's like, your name is Rose Rock. Now get out there. Anyway, Rose Rock is a motivational speaker. Cool. She's a family and youth advocate. She's also an author and, of course, Chris Rock's mom. So she was giving a speech and then spoke to a local South Carolina uh, news station about that situation. And apparently what she said was about Will Smith, quote, you reacted to your wife giving you the side eye and you went and made her day because she was bald over laughing when it happened. Then uh, went on to say that when he when he slapped Chris, he slapped all of us, and she said he really slapped me. Oh, so uh, mom is not okay. What I'm saying is, mom is not like live and let live. Let's forget all about that. Ah, well, you know, stuff happens. No, that's not how that works. So good for her for speaking out. I did see that Will Smith is doing the celebrity thing though, which is because he's been spotted. Did he go to rehab or something? No, he went to India. Oh, he's which doing is, charity, which is charity work? Like, yeah. like celebrity he's find, rehab. He's trying to find himself. Yes. So oh, he's yeah. going and meditating. He's soul searching. And doing mm, all that. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's good. 
Uh, Buckeye shows coming up next. What's after the Buckeye show tonight? Tonight? Yeah. Maybe NBA playoffs, but maybe a little you'll see. That's why we why we have that phrase. Right. I mean, if you don't you know. You can just say you'll see, Timmy. And it's always going to be that. But there's a very specific show that you'll see is reserved for. So I just want to, I, I need to know. I need to know for certain. Because if, if there's play-by-play coming up, then that's not a we'll see. Because I like to promote that. This is nice. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you tomorrow. Colin Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good evening. Watch out for an accident on Mound Street at South High Street. It is causing slowdowns in that area. Please be very careful as things get cleaned up. A 10-minute slowdown is expected. You'll also find stop-and-go traffic on 670 Westbound between Grandview Avenue and I-70. Delays expected for quite some time. Starting report is sponsored by Discover. If you're a valued customer, you deserve a simple gesture of appreciation from your credit card company. And that's why Discover matches all the cash back you've earned at the end of your first year. Discover exceptionally common sense. Learn more at discover.com slash match limitation supply. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Common Man here for Care Heating and Cooling. I'm a big fan of preventative maintenance. Something will eventually go wrong, and if you're not prepared, it is sure to cost you money. That's why I want you to sign up for a care plan. My guys at Care make sure your heater and AC are running in tip-top shape, taking care of maintenance and staying on top of any potential issues. Surprises suck. Be prepared with a care plan. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. A Lindsay Honda Studios. Honda makes the cars. Lindsay makes the difference. Visit lindsayhonda.com. WBNSFM HD1 Columbus. The fan. Hey, Common Man here. I know what you're thinking. This guy again. But we have some special bonus stuff for you. Sponsored, of course, by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING when you need a company you can trust. One is angry, the other one is bald. What do you think I mean, bald? Bald! Bald, bald! Here's man and bone. I want to point something out. All right. I, too, would be bald if I I didn't take these pills every single day. I've been taking the Propecia pills, or whatever the generic is called now, yeah. for almost 20 years. It's called Amateur Pecia. <laughs> I had to think about it for a second. Good job. <laughs> and I'm so terrified that if I stop taking these pills, like my hair will just fall out in one day. All of it. Yeah. Well, it's funny because we were watching last night. I had the NBA games on and uh, ESPN. I'm trying to remember who was alongside uh, Richard Jefferson. I wanted, Richard I Jefferson. Yes. Uh, maybe, I don't remember. It's one of the bald guys that does ESPN broadcast, whatever. And so Richard Jefferson is obviously shaved head. This guy also shaved head, you know, probably trying to forestall the inevitable. And Melissa's like, wow, man, everybody's just, you know, out here not embracing their baldness. And I'm like, You're, I, I too shave. Like, I don't let it grow long. I don't have like the, you know, coconut with a Hulu skirt I on it. Should. Like, no, I'm not going to do you that. You need a different look. And you can't shave it all the way. No, you I... You can't be totally bald. You look like a clan member. Thanks. You, thanks. you would. I, you would look like a total I clan mean, member if you were totally bald. I would think you look like a clan member if you show up with a hood on. Like, that makes you... Yeah, but don't you just... Stop What am I now. supposed to do? I'm bald. Like, I just... You have that look to you. A fat white guy who's bald. No, Is there that are it? other white people who can pull it off. I'm just saying that that's not something you could pull off. I don't think. No, I have like shaved it all the way down. It's too much maintenance. 
That's I don't know if people realize that's a lot of shaving. That is you got to do it every day. Yeah, oh yeah, to get the to get the cue ball look. Yeah, like I have the stubble going, and sometimes it gets a little longer. Then I have to shave it back down. But the the cue ball polished dome thing. That's a whole nother level. Like of Stanley commitment. Tucci. Stanley Tucci is a white guy, but he can pull off the shaved head look without you looking at Stanley Tucci like, oh, he's going to burn a cross on somebody's lawn. But you're you, saying, I, I think you're people saying get the wrong impression. You would accuse me of it even though you know me and know I would never do right. something like that. I know, I know, I've known you the, for years. That's bad. But I would just yell well, racist at you and run away. Well, I'm glad I don't shave my head all the way down then. Is it okay where it is now? Because oh, it's just fine want, now. Okay, good. I yeah, just want to make sure. like every other fat, Soccer yes, loving guy. Good. Right I don't, don't want to give off any vibes that are not accurate. So good. Right. A special thank you for consuming all the stupidity we can safely shove down your gullet. Come back for more podcasts. And again, the podcast is sponsored by our friends because they pay us. Care, heating, and cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING when you need a company you can trust. Stop listening now. The podcast is over. Turn it off. Go do something. 